WLEW Sports Network presents The Game of the Week with Clark Ramsey, Dave Hansen, Doug Cole, and Dan Banke. You're listening to the WLEW Sports Network, powered by Agri-Valley Services. Is it the changing of the guard or a continuation of the local reign? The Kingston Cardinals enter tonight riding high with a perfect record in first place in the NCTL Stars, but staying their way are the Deckerville Eagles, a team Kingston has not defeated since 1987. Good evening, folks, from Deckerville, Michigan. You're listening to the WLW Sports Network, and I'm your host, Clark Ramsey, for tonight's broadcast. Alongside me, as always, is a true professional. He even has a license to prove it. Please welcome Dave Hansen. Thank you, Clark. Uh, very happy to be here in Deckerville, and I like this uh, midseason changeup with some eight-player football. We continue our tour through San Lac County and Upper Ruth Road as we shift our attention from the Gareth Conference to eight-player football in the North Central Thumb League Stars Division. The field may be 13 yards reduced and three players pulled off each side of the ball, but the action is all the same with 100 yards of pure gridiron in front of us. It's still a lot of fun to watch, especially when you get two talented teams on the field, perennial programs like we're going to see tonight. The Kingston Cardinals are off to their best start since switching to eight-player football and their best start since the year 1999. With perhaps the league's most prolific player at quarterback, Owen Corliss, in the Cardinals, they boast the best offense and the second-best defense in all of the NCTL. And Corliss is an exciting player to watch, no doubt, but it's that second-best defense that's got me and should have that Kingston uh, fan base excited. The Deckerville Eagles have now lost to the Kingston Cardinals in 18 games over a ridiculous 35 years. Bill Brown's Eagles are young, but still the Deckerville Eagles. They'll have to grow up to tonight quickly and play their best game if they want to keep pace with Kingston. No doubt, but one thing you can always say about Deckerville, they're always physical, they're always tough, and it's tough to play right here at Deckerville. Before we kick off tonight's game, we'll host our media roundtable, discuss our other area games, and break down the game of the week, Kingston at Deckerville. It's all right here on your home for high school football, the WLW Sports Network, being powered by Anger Valley Services on Sports Radio 1021 and live worldwide at WLWSports.com. A battle of avian proportions, the Cardinals at the Eagles. Sports Network is being brought to you by Thumb Sailor and Agar Valley Services, D of Services of Kia City, for all of your green handling needs, Conic Radiator and Air Conditioning of Maddox, Rainy Sunny Center, 269 Guns, North Star Bank, Guiding the Way, Aaron Auto Parts, Countryside Transportation, Thumbprinting Professionals, Browns Marketplace, All Season Sales and Service, Stone Insurance Agency, and Sure Health. Better health, better life. Are you sure? Internet services are provided by Anger Valley Services on the blazing speed of their TrueNet 4G wireless network. Go to AngerValleyServices.com for broadband internet that you can count on. This game broadcast a copyright presentation. Thumb Broadcast Incorporated. All rights are reserved. Any reproduction without the express written consent of the WLW Sports Network is strictly, strictly prohibited. prohibited. It is the final day of September, and after tonight, the regular season will be already two-thirds complete. For the last week, the weather certainly has turned to the most specific definition of football weather, and soon before we know it, the crops will be coming off the fields already. 
Harvesting those crops makes way for the horizon to be just a little bit clear and a lot more defined. With your vision able to see all the way to Ford Field, or in tonight's case, across the bridge to the Superior Dome in Marquette, Michigan. Eight-player football is becoming more and more prevalent across the great state of Michigan, and yet the hesitation to accept it as a real form of football still exists. Good evening, folks. My name is Clark Ramsey, your host for tonight's broadcast. The reason I want to introduce myself is because if you are one of those unsure on whether to give eight-player football your time of day, let me be the first to say it's time to jump on the train. If you're looking for a game that features two stellar opponents playing eight-player football the correct way, you want to make your way to Deckerville, Michigan this evening. The person to my right for the last 11 years, Dave Hansen, would have to agree with me. Completely, 100%. And uh, tonight's game is just one of those prime examples of two really good football teams, and you'll see some quality play on both sides of the ball. doesn't matter how many guys are on the field. It will be worth watching. Our director of sports information, Doug Cole, always enjoys his trip to Deckerville as well. For the last 10 years, Doug has run the roads for us, traveling all the way from Livonia, Michigan, just to be with us. He is responsible for all of our real-time offensive, defensive, and team stats throughout the entire broadcast. Doug, welcome back to Deckerville. I uh, Thank you, Clark. Uh, this is probably one of my – there's a lot of great uh, atmospheres in the thumb, but Deckerville is probably my favorite. Yeah, it's, uh, you'd have really loved it when they were 11 player battling with Ubley and Harbor Beach back in our day, so that would have been uh, – you'd have loved that just as much. But anyways, we've got to know, how was the trip up? Where would you stop? Oh, the trip up was great. I took some uh, took the back roads. It was between M19 and uh, M25. So okay. So it was nice, though. Not, not a lot of traffic, and I stopped at the Corner Cafe. The Corner Cafe right here in Deckerville? Right here in downtown. What would you have? I had perch and french fries. Does it get the Doug Cole seal approval? Of course. Oh, thank goodness. Dining with Doug can continue for another week. We're relieved to know that as Doug travels the countryside and gives the Doug Cole seal approval with Dining with Doug when deemed appropriate and only when appropriate. So one of our keys to success on air are the voices that you do not hear through the broadcast, much like Doug. And our eye in the sky is the best in the business as well and goes by the name of Dan Penke. Tonight, though, after grabbing the media roundtable victory last week, Dan is off his onto his football spotting lecture tour out in Las Vegas. That, that's not confirmed, but we believe that he is out in Vegas on his tour. And if we're not careful, Las Vegas Raiders owner Mark Davis might try to snag him to join the staff out in America's playground. And I couldn't blame him because they could use a lot of help, and he'd be a good start. As a result, the Dan Banky School of Football Spotting is starting to pay dividends already. Our intern, Kendall Anthos, is with us once again. We believe, no one's talked to him today, but we believe that's the case. And after learning the ropes from Dan last week, he'll be stepping up to the plate and be our ears, in our ears throughout the entire broadcast. To make it easier for him, though, both teams have agreed to pull three players off the off each side of the ball. Yeah, he'll he'll be tested, though. This will be a good uh, warm-up for him, but uh, the game is fast. It's a fast pace, but I, I think he can keep up. A good athlete himself, I think he'll be able to handle the pressure. It's week number six in the NCTL Stars Division. Very well may be decided tonight. It's all on Sports Radio 1021 and live and worldwide at www.sports.com. Kingston at Deckerville. When we return, we'll have our media roundtable presented by Thompson Chevrolet on Sports Radio 1021 as you're listening to the WLW Sports Network. You're listening to the WLW Sports Network on Sports Radio 1021 and live and worldwide at WLWSports.com. Clark Ramsey, Dave Hansen, Doug Cole, and Kendall Anthos with your call tonight from Deckerville, Michigan. It's now time for the Media Roundtable presented by Thompson Chevrolet of Ubley. 
If you're looking for the latest models from Chevrolet, look no further than the north end of Ubley at Thompson Chevrolet. Find new roads. Join me today via text message from the Huron County View, the Josh McDaniels of the Media Roundtable, Paul B. Adams, our Director of Sports Information, Doug Gole, via text message from a land afar, the top spotter north of Applegate Road, Dan Banky, and the defending champion of the Media Roundtable, Dave Hansen. Through the end of the broadcast season, we will keep score of our games predictions, and when that time comes, we will deem a Media Roundtable winner. Last week, Dan Banky snagged his second victory of the 2022 broadcast season and brings him within one game of Dave Hansen, who is out in front with three wins. With plenty of football still to be played, the Meteor on Table is still wide open. There's only, what, four more regular, three more regular season games after this and then playoffs, so I got to get going. You got to just run the table, Doug. Yep, exactly. Hopefully for our local fans' sake that it's a, a lot of playoff games, so that should open yes. the door for everybody. Let's hope. So how it works, each media representative picks a winner and a final score for tonight's feature game in the W at Little W Sports Network. The winner is deemed by selecting the winning team and by having the most accurate point differential. If no one selects correct winner, then I, Clark Ramsey, will, Clark Ramsey will graciously accept the victory for the week. Since Dan won last week, he will go last. Tonight's order is Doug Cole, followed by Paul P. Adams, Dave Hansen, and then Dan Benke. Doug Cole, the tea is yours. Well, I don't know much about Kingston. I think we have only seen them once in my uh, 10 years here. But I know uh, they're That's right here. It was right here, yes. Uh, but I know they're very good. I know their quarterback uh, is very good. Uh, you just never know with Deckerville, though. I know that's probably a down season for them, but they're Deckerville, and they're always dangerous. And, but, however, I got Kingston win this 36-16. Uh, to 16. Uh, I think Deckerville is going to keep it close, but uh, I think they're going to pull away in the second half. So 36-16, to 16, a 20-point victory in favor of the Kingston Cardinals, the away team, according to Doug Cole, yes. our director of sports information. Paul P. Adams messaged me. Here's what he had to say. To say the Deckerville-Kingston rivalry has been one-sided would be an understatement. These are the words of Paul P. Adams. The Eagles are 24-1 all-time against the Cardinals and have not lost a game in the series dating back to 1987, back when Paul P. Adams was, I think he was in college at that point. <laughs> no, tonight that all changes, though. I was going to say high school. High school? Nice, okay, yeah. all right, all right. Well, tonight that all changes as Kingston and Player of the Year candidate Owen Corliss will prove too much to be too, too much to handle for Deckerville. According to Paul P. Adams, his prediction is Kingston 62, Deckerville 38 in a high-scoring affair, 100 points between the two teams, 62 to 38, 24 points in favor of the Kingston Cardinals. Dave Hansen. Well, I always like uh, – I'm in the same ballpark as Paul. But, oh, boy, uh, here we go. But it's, but it's way less scoring than that. Uh, I get a little more respect for that Kingston defense. I think Deckerville's objective tonight is slow, methodical, keep – Corliss off the field. They want to slow this game down. I don't think it'll matter. He's way too good. He's going to get his. You're going to hear his name all night, but let's talk about the offense and defensive line for Kingston. They're going to set the tone tonight. They're going to get a lead early. I think Deckerville will get a score or two along the way, but I think it's way too much Kingston. I got 48-24. Uh, the road team wins again, and might I say we have been a jinx for the home teams. 48-24, to 24, so you're also taking Kingston by 24 points. Um, is that what I said? No, 22. 48-22. Okay. Okay. All right. Just making sure. Three scores. I, I 24 points. Yes. I looked at your sheet to confirm that's exactly what yes. you said. So 48-22. to 22. Do what I mean, not what I say. A 26-point victory. We thought Dave uh, broke row number one. No, no duplicate, duplicate differential selections. <laughs> Dupl don't duplicate. And, We're if, not doing if, that. If, if you... 
And if Doug Cole brings down the law, rule of the law on you, you're done. <laughs> so Dave Hansen takes Kingston 48-22, to 22, a 26-point victory in favor of By, by the way, Paul says, guys, he was 11 in 1987. He was oh, not in okay. college. All right. All right. Well, maybe he's like a whole Doogie Hauser thing. I don't know. Well, Dan Benke texted me, and he said, sadly, he is missing our only eight-man football game we cover on the season. A-player games are very exciting to watch. A big play can happen at any moment, according to Dan Benke. And this week, we have two powerhouse teams. Dan Benke thinks Kingston is the better team, and he has Kingston winning this one 46-28. So, Deckerville losing by 18 points on their home turf to the Kingston Cardinals. So, the experts have spoken. All in favor of the Kingston Cardinals. On the low end, we have Dan Benke taking Kingston 46-28. Doug Cole taking Kingston by 20 points, 36-16. Paul P. Adams taking Kingston by 24 points, 62 to 38. Dave Hansen taking Kingston by 26 points, 48 to 22. Let's take a look at other area games going across the entire region, and we will start out in, we will continue in eight-player football. Brown City in independent play tonight hosts, or goes down to Britain. That's in Michigan, not Britain, Great Britain. That's <laughs> uh, the, the lesser Britain, I suppose. Britain Deerfield to take on the Patriots, who are 3-2 and two on the season. Yeah, don't know much about them. Obviously, it's a long trip for Brown City, but uh, Brown City's transitioned really well to the A-player game, 4-1 and one on the year. I'm rooting for Brown City. That's who I'll take tonight. North Huron and packing a classic game in the NCTL stripes, 3-2 and two against 4-1. and one. Yeah, North Huron has finally picked it up a little bit, but I think it's Peck's time. I'm Give me the home team. I'll take Peck to win this one. And moving on, we have Caseville at 0-5, New Haven Merritt at 3-2 and two in New Haven. Yeah, New Haven Merritt will take care of Caseville. Bay City All Saints, the Cougars, as their bus says, here come the Cougars, taking on CPS Carsonville Port Sandalac in the Tigers, home of Carsonville. Both teams two and three. Yeah, that's right. Both teams two and three. Uh, I'll stick with the home team in that one. Give me CPS. Akron Fairgrove travels to Ashley tomorrow, and that game is on Saturday at some point in the NCTL Stripes. And Akron Fairgrove at two and three, Ashley at one and four. I think Akron Fairgrove gets their third win. Uh, give me the Vikings in that game. One game took place last night. Mayville improves to five and one as they take out now the one in five Genesee Wolves. Fifty nothing, a shutout on the road for Mayville. Big win. Yeah, Mayville. Mayville's a good team. Not talked about enough. They are a good team, but probably second best to a couple teams we're seeing here tonight. Flint International House of Pancakes, of course, have flattened their seasons back in Week One, so they forfeit to KPAC, who now improves to three and three on the season. And Burton Atherton, the Wolverines against the Lancers of Oakland Christian down in Auburn Hills tonight, three and three against four and one. Yeah, I don't like picking against my Wolverines very often, but uh, in this case, um, I will take Oakland Christian in that game. Didn't know you're such a Burton Atherton fan. That's right. Yes, absolutely. And of course, the final eight-player game in the NCTL uh, Stars Division would be Kingston and Deckerville. We've already heard from our experts, all taking Kingston in eleven-player football. Carroll is at 0-5, USA at 0-5, but the USA Patriots are back on the field. First game in three weeks after forfeiting games against Lakers and Bad X the last two weeks. They scored just 18 total points in three games this season. Carroll, four of their first five games have been on the road. No wins to show for it. They lost 61-15 last week to Lakers. I just don't know where to go with this game. I'm going to go with USA, banking on the fact that Landon Russell is healthy and good to go. I think he's enough to be a difference maker. Carroll doesn't have any of those, so I'll take them. I'll take USA at home to get win number one. The Vassar Vulcans enter tonight with a 3-2 record. They're in bad acts tonight, taking on the 4-1 Hatchets. Vassar, even with the loss last week, their best start at 3-2 since the 2015 season when they won the Greatham West. They lost to Reese last week, 16-14. to 
Maddox had a bye last week due to the USA forfeiture, have not allowed a point since September 1st. In two games, they've scored 101 points. They've allowed zero points. So in week one, Bad, uh, Bad X at home um, got their bell rung, essentially, by the Ugly Bearcats. And since that point, they have been on track to the team we thought they could be, scoring a ton of points. Their defense is pretty good. Bad X will take care of business tonight. In the greater thumb west, we have Lakers at Reese. Lakers 5-0, and Reese 2-3. and Lakers 5-0 and start for the first time since 2016. Beat Carroll last week 61-15. Second-best offense in the greater thumb conference. Second-best defense as well. Reese claimed their second victory with a win over Vassar last week, beat Lakers last year 27-18, but that ignited the rest of the Lakers' regular season and into the playoffs, and I think Lakers certainly has not forgotten that loss. Absolutely not, and I think Lakers will take care of business. Give me a, a running clock. Lakers wins big. They're physical, they're mean, and when they're motivated, they are maybe the best team in their area. In the greater them East, Marlette is at Memphis. Marlette 3-2, Memphis 0-5. Marlette lost to Harbor Beach last week 56-16. They scored first to make it 8-0, but then they allowed 56 straight points in 400 yards. The Pirates losing 56-16. Memphis, tough sledding this year, only scoring three touchdowns in five games. They lost ugly 66-0 last week. The running clock of the first quarter. Yeah, and after the first drive, I don't know if Marlette accumulated another hundred yards. The rest of the game, that uh, Harbeach defense turned it around. But I'll take uh, I'll take Marlette against Memphis. They'll uh, get back on track against uh, well, like everybody does against Memphis. The favorites in the Greater of the East, the Ugly Bearcats, are at five and zero in the regular season. The Bearcats traveled to Cass City, who came out with a victory last week. Cass City at three and two. Ugly have scored one hundred and eight points in the last two weeks. Have allowed zero points in those two games against Harbor Beach and Memphis. Cass City, good win on the road last week, a week ago against Sandusky. We'll have to clean up some things if they want to stay tough with uh, Ubley tonight. That young Cass City team, they were exposed last week by an uh, improving Sandusky team. We got to see it in person. Ubley doesn't make those mistakes. They take advantage of them. They will win and win handily. And the final game, the Greertham East, Harbor Beach at 4-1 and one on the road at Sandusky to take on the football team. Harbor Beach, a big bounce back win last week after being shut out by Ubley at home. Shea Woodkey is out tonight, though, due to being ejected in the mo- late, late moments of that Marlette game. Sandusky improving with every week. Let a lead get away from them last week. Gibbard had 15 carries, 70 yards, and a score. I think what we saw from Sandusky last week was eye-opening for all of us, and this is a trap game for Harbor Beach. If they're not careful, Sandusky will push them right till the end, a game that we will have our eye on tonight, I think could be. If anybody's on upset alert this week, it would be Harbor Beach, especially without Shea Woodkey in the middle of that defense. He uh, he doesn't get enough credit for filling those holes, taking away the run game up the middle. And we saw some playmakers over there in Sandusky last week, not just Gee Board. Uh, we saw Jackson Ranke catch a touchdown pass. Um, and Eberling on the outside, they have some players you got to watch out for, and you know they're well coached. And of course, the game of the week here on the WLW Sports Network is the Kingston Cardinals on the road at Deckerville to take on the Eagles and all four of our experts, or at least the best experts we could find, all taking Kingston by anywhere from 18 to 26 points in favor of the away team, the Cardinals, tonight. We are 35 minutes away from kicking things off in week number six of the regular season, and you're listening to your home for high school football, the WLW Sports Network.
Listen to the WLW Sports Network in more ways than ever before. Tune in to Sports Radio 1021. Download the Cruise 102 app on your Apple or Android device. Listen live and worldwide at WLWSports.com. If you want to listen to us in replay form, you can go to our website. Click on the Replays tab. That's WLEWSports.com. Click on the Replays tab. Or if you want to listen to us via podcast, you can do that as well. Anywhere you get your podcasts, we are there. Buck Ramsey, Dave Hanson, Doug Cole, and Kendall Anthos with your call tonight from, well, nowhere else than Deckerville, Michigan. The crops are off behind the field here already, and it's a beautiful night for football. When you think of a small town in a rural region of the Thumb of Michigan, the vision of Friday Night Lights comes to mind, and when the whole town shuts down to be at the game. The stands are filled with the same people year in and year out. The rosters tend to have the same last names for multiple decades, and even the coaching staff is born and bred locally. If you're thinking of the, what I just described as the Kingston Cardinal football program, you'd be exactly right. Let's start with our current head coach, Brandon Jones. He has had the job since 2017, coached the JV before that, was a 2007 Kingston grad. Good what year. a great year great to graduate. Year graduate. Uh, he played for head coach Mike Ray, who coached his team for over 30 years. But Brandon Jones has done a nice job, 35-17 and 17 in his 52 games. Uh, he's coaching in this first six seasons, winning 67% of his games and certainly has this season's team on the right track. Ever since switching to eight-player football in 2012, the Kingston Cardinals have always seemed to be in the second fiddle position, having always had to take a backseat to the success of Deckerville when it came to the NCTL hardware as well as the postseason. In fact, Kingston has not beaten Deckerville since 1987, which was 18 games ago. But perhaps this is the year that it all changes because under center or in shotgun or in the pistol or more than likely spinning his way out of tackles all over the field is a junior play caller who might be just one of the most prolific players in all of eight-player football. His name, Owen Corliss, and in just four games is posting big numbers. No doubt about it. Kingston is the Auburn to the Alabama, right? Always really good, never good enough, never talked about. This year, Kingston looking to change that. And it starts with Owen Corliss, a quarterback, just a junior, will play defensive back as well, 5'11", 170 pounds. He's only attempted 33 passes, completed 19 of them, has got five touchdowns and 285 yards through the air. But on the ground, just 74 carries, turned it into 640 yards and 14 touchdowns. He's averaging 160 yards on the ground a game and eight and a half yards a carry. That's where he'll do his damage. And if you're the Duck for Eagles, you got to find a way to contain him. When you have that electric of a player at quarterback, especially in eight-player football, you don't need many more weapons. But Kingston has just that. In fact, there's a running attack. The Cardinals have a law firm of running backs, James, James, and James. That's James Wilson, James Rail, and Tanner James. Yeah, like we're not going to screw that no, up not tonight. At all. At some not point, at all. Let's start with number eight, James Wilson, a senior tailback. He's got three touchdowns on the year, averaging eight yards per carry, got 200 yards on the ground. James Rail, a junior tailback, another guy averaging eight yards a game. He's got three touchdowns, got 180 yards. And then Tanner James is their freshman. Uh, he plays a little bit of wide receiver. He's had some carries. Uh, he's had 12 of them for 80 yards, averaging seven yards a carry. So you can see these guys aren't used a ton, but when they go to them, everybody's so focused on Owen Corliss. These guys tend to hit for a nice gain. The Cardinals are the real deal this year with a capable quarterback, backfield, front line in the trenches, and wide receivers. Four of them already have a touchdown this season in just four games. Leading the way is junior Turner Marquardt. 
Turner Marquardt Jr., 14 catches, 120 yards, a couple touchdowns, averaging eight and a half yards a catch. Don't forget Lawson Lions in there. Uh, Michael DeRusso uh, has caught a touchdown. Even Tanner James has caught a touchdown. So, again, they don't throw it often, but when they do, it seems to go for a touchdown or a big play. And tall wide receivers, six foot one, six foot one, six foot four, you name it, they're out there. And as mentioned, Kingston's line is just as powerful, each standing at six feet or higher. Owen Corliss owes a lot of credit to the gaps being opened up in front of him to his offensive line. No doubt about it, but you look at any great teams, they have a good offensive line. And if you don't, you struggle. It starts with Hunter Venevi. You know, he's one of the big guys up front. Miles Spencer, Lawson Lyons, these guys are all, like you said, six foot, 200 pounds or bigger in the middle of that line. They just create a lot of time and room for whatever quarterback Corliss wants to do, whether he's in the pocket dropping back to pass or he takes off the run. It seems like there's never much pressure on him in the backfield, which will be Deckerville's goal tonight. Really looking forward to this game between two prolific programs and two bitter rivals when it comes down to eight-player football. You're listening to the W at W Sports Network. Keep it locked on your home for high school football. Up next, we'll look into Kingston's foe tonight, the Deckerville Eagles. It's all on your home for high school football, the W at W Sports Network, being powered by Anger Valley Services. For 30 years, the Deckerville Eagles have had just one head coach and only one way to define each season successful. A former standout athlete at Deckerville and part of this program every year since graduating high school, Bill Brown has led the Eagles to unparalleled heights with anything from conference championships all the way to state championships. Yeah, Coach Brown has a laundry list of accolades, and I'll just name a few. 30 years, like you said, as head coach, 318 games coached. He's won 234 of them, winning 73% of the time. Six years as JV coach and assistant. He replaced Dale Ladd in for 1993's season. He's uh, the 2012 eight-player state champion with five semifinals appearances and four state final appearances, and most importantly, inducted into the Coaches Hall of Fame in 2019. Bill Brown will be the first to admit it. The 2022 Deckerville Eagles are young. With just four seniors on the squad and six juniors, there are plenty of opportunities for young players to make an impact on the field. That includes starting quarterback, sophomore, Hunter Garza. Yes, sophomore for Bill Brown. That's uh, very uncharacteristic, but the future still is bright for the Eagles. 5'11", 155-pound sophomore. He's already thrown the ball 51 times, completing half of those for 430 yards and 10 touchdowns. They're big plays. 16 yards of completion he averages. He throws for 87 yards a game on average. He's even carried the ball 35 times, just 77 yards and a touchdown. That's not what he's out there to do. He's out there to run the offense at that young age. And they've asked him to throw the ball. I think they're going to have to do that a little more tonight to keep their offense on the field. But he's done a nice job at such a young age. Regardless if there are 8 or 11 players on the field for the Deckerville Eagles, the mindset is still the same. The power run game must come first. Leading the way for the maroon and gold would be junior Dylan Ball. We also hear the names of typically Peter Lapp. He's out with an injury, broken ankle last week. Chris Kozel and Parker Merriman. As a team, Deckerville already has accumulated over 1,300 yards on the ground. 
Yeah, I'll start with Peter Lapp. They're going to miss him, the second-highest guy, uh, carry guy. 61 carries on the season, 360 yards and four touchdowns. Uh, he led the way against KPAC for 100 yards and a score. They're going to miss him. The primary ball carrier, Dylan Ball, 69 yards, carries on 500 yards, seven touchdowns. He actually had 33 carries, 280 yards, and four touchdowns in a losing effort against Oakland Christian a few weeks ago. But guys like Chris Kozel and Parker Merriman have stepped up. Six touchdowns between the two of them on the ground, both of them averaging over five and a half yards a carry. They're going to have to do more of that tonight against this stout Kingston front. Deckerville has thrown the ball a total of 51 times this season, completing 26 of them. And frankly, I would be too uh, if you had veteran tight ends with the size and athleticism that Bill Brown would, could lean on. Connor Palmer and Derek Osborne are two big targets that their junior play caller, excuse me, sophomore play caller can aim for, especially when Garza has defenders looming. No question about it. These guys can get it in coverage too. Connor Palmer, six foot. Little guy, six foot, 220 yeah. pounds. He's got nine of those catches for 250 yards and five touchdowns. Derek Osborne is old six four, 260 pounds. He's got nine catches of his own and three touchdowns. The Deckerville Eagles had two losses this season, but one of those would basically be of their own doing. When Flint International forfeited their season, Bill Brown went out and found an opponent to replace them, and you won't find many better teams out there than Toledo Christian made all their way up here from Toledo all the way to Deckerville, Michigan. That's right. Back-to-back -back champs threw it in the end zone, lost 34-26, nearly defeated Adrian Lenaway Christian. So a, a very talented football team. Yes, they uh, they ran into a buzzsaw that week. But show these young kids what good teams look like and go play them. I absolutely love it. We are about, well, 17 minutes away from kicking off what could be the NCTL Stars Championship. Keep it locked down your home for high school football. Up next, we'll do a direct comparison look between the Eagles and the Cardinals. It's all on your home for high school football, the WLW Sports Network. You're listening to the WLW Sports Network from Deckerville, Michigan. Beautiful complex here on the edge of the prairie here in Deckerville, Michigan, right on the Deckerville Road, Ruth Road. Beautiful night for football. We'll get to the forecast in just a little bit. Clark Ramsey, Dave Hansen, Doug Cole, and Kendall Anthus with your call tonight from Deckerville, Michigan. It's now time for a direct comparison look between the two teams. And as the crow flies, 25 miles separate Kingston and Deckerville High Schools north by northeast from Kingston. If traveling by vehicle to tonight's game from the land of Biagios, please bring us a pizza. If you make it out there and in time for the game, head east on M46, cruise through Sandusky, stop and grab yourself a blizzard at Dairy Queen. I appreciate the Reese's Peanut Butter Cup. And then turn north on Ruth Road. Dave Hansen, two. Okay, bring two of those as well. Absolutely. In regard at three. Now, Doug wants one as well. Kendall, sorry. Four. All right. So, four. <laughs> we need we need a large pepperoni and bacon and sausage pizza from Biagio's. <laughs> and then four Reese's Peanut Butter Cup blizzards from Sandusky. We'll see you in Deckerville. In regards to school size, though, Kingston has 186 students enrolled in high school. Deckerville has 162, according to the MHSA figures, which are based off of the spring count of the previous school season. So if by going by student enrollment, it is Kingston by 24 students. Here's where it gets a bit bizarre. 
Before tonight, Kingston and Deckerville have met 25 times. Since their first meeting in 1981, the Deckerville Eagles have had their way with Kingston, winning 24 of the 25 meetings. The Cardinals' lone victory of the Eagles came back in 1987 with a score of Kingston 9, Deckerville 3. Wasn't sure if that was an Iowa score or not, but in the following season... <laughs> Deckerville made their homecoming game. They were so upset and so could not forget that loss to Kingston. Deckerville made their homecoming game in 1988 against Kingston to make sure they even the score. And from 1988 through today, 18 total games. It's been all Deckerville ever since. But they've been close once. In three of the last six matchups, the game has been decided by a lone touchdown. For the 2022 season, Kingston is boasting the best offense in all of the North Central Thumb League. The Cardinals are averaging 48.5 points per game. Deckerville is not far behind with the fourth best, boasting a 41.2 average. So entering week number six on offense, it is Kingston favored by 7.3 points using statistics. Defensively, Kingston gets knocked out of the top slot on defense by North Huron, but still sits at number two in the league. The Cardinals are allowing an average of just 19 points in eight-player football. That's impressive. Deckerville is way down at the ninth slot, giving up 30.8 per game. And as a result, on defense, Kingston is also favored by 11.8 points. Las Vegas has set their line for the game, and they're confident in that line unless it's wrong. Our colleagues at the Ohio State University and the Mel Tucker Sports Wagering Department said after factoring all possibilities, stats, injuries, weather, and location, the spread for tonight's game sits at Kingston 14.5 points. And word is, I heard Mel Tucker's betting $95 million on this ballgame tonight. But today is the 273rd game day of the year. I mean, there are just 82 days until the new year when 2023 rolls around. We'd like to say hello to all of our listeners tuning in tonight, whether you're on M72 up by Traverse City or all the way down to the Ohio border, whether you're on your way to the game tonight, out running errands, or perhaps you're at home reading up on local history. Which of that would lead me to this week's trivia question, day about... Notable locals. Interesting. It sounds I'm, like I'm, it sounds like a Jeopardy. Notable it, locals. It really does, and I'm really hungry now. Thanks. Oh, you're Just welcome. So you know. You're welcome. Well, the village of Kingston is home to roughly 400 people, according to the 2020 census. Much like the entire Thumb region, those numbers have dwindled over the last century. But in 1898, go back 124 years, perhaps the most notable Kingstonian was born by the name of Murray Van Wagner. Dave, my first question to you is straight up. What was Murray Van Wagner's most known for? Who I, was he? You, yeah, so uh, you're going to love this, but uh, I believe he was uh, a governor for the state of Michigan. I'm impressed. Ring the bell. Yeah, that where is, is the bell? We can bring that back. We, yeah, he's the 38th governor of Michigan from 1941 to 1943. He was born in Kingston, and Van Wagner went on to receive a civil engineering degree from the University of Michigan, played one game in football for the University of Michigan, and then served as the Oakland County Drain Commissioner for a decade the Michigan State Highway Commissioner for a decade, excuse me, then, and then the governor of Michigan. During his two years in office, Murray Van Wagner was involved in a large number of infrastructure improvement projects, including the first roadside park along a state highway system and the nation's first permanent travel information center in New Buffalo. But that was not his lasting legacy. Dave Hansen, my second question to you is, what is Van Wagner's most notable accomplishment as governor? Uh, so when you, uh, you talk about... Um, important travel. Um, I believe he had lots to do with the creation of the Mackinac Bridge. Well, yes. He was one of the early proponents and advocates for the bridge and worked to build the causeway on the north side of the Straits in 1941. Construction, as you can imagine, came to a halt with the beginning of World War II. 
with the bombing of Pearl Harbor in December of 1941, and it was later picked up in the 50s. He was right there, as in he was part, until his death, part of the Michigan Bridge Authority until 1986, I believe. The Kingston native is also credited for leading the development of the Arsenal of Democracy through the construction of an expressway leading, linking Detroit and Ypsilanti in support of the Willow Run Bomber Plant at the Ford Motor Company. My final question to you, Dave, is how long did it take to construct the Willow Run Expressway under the direction of Murray Van Wagner? All right, I think the... Uh I'm, I'm going to get off the heater here. I don't think I know this. Um, but back then, it had to have taken, I'm going to say, 24 months. Cut that in half, and then some. 11 months to really? build 14 miles of stretch of four-lane divided highway. And it was ready in time to get the workers from Detroit to the new bomber plant to build all of those bombers at the Willow Run plant. As part of the governor's accomplishments, the state transportation building in Lansing, which is directly behind the build, behind the Capitol, it's a very long, very frankly ominous looking building that's the van wagner building in lansing named after him in 1999 by governor engler and speaking of the sweet sound of bureaucracy and the smooth travels what are your three keys in nice game well let's start with the uh, the most important for the deckville eagles contain quarterback owen corliss well okay. better, we better take a you want to take a break here and listen to this well we're going to listen into our national let's anthem rendition from the Deckerville Eagle bands out there in strong numbers. Dave Hansen, you said point number one key is contain Owen Corliss for Deckerville. That's right. They have to contain him. They, we know that they are going to, he's going to get his. He is that good. He's going to make guys miss. They have plays designed to get him in space. But if you're Deckerville, you got to contain him. Keep him in the pocket. Don't allow those big runs and allow those linebackers and secondary to come up and clean him up and keep those gains to a minimum. If you're Deckerville on offense, Key number one is extend those drives. Long, slow, steady drives. We've seen the ugly Bearcats of recent years make a living on it. Don't allow him to be on the field. You can slow the pace down, limit the possessions that he gets. You can hang around in this game. And I think the passing game is going to be the big difference. It's my third key to this game. Deckerville's going to attempt the ball. They're going to have to, I think, with this Kingston defense and to try and keep up with the Kingston offense. But on the other side, I think Deckerville has a better chance if they can force passing downs. It's not that Owen Corliss can't throw the ball. But we know he is fast and he is physical with the football. Make you make them beat you through the air, and if they do that, hats off to them. But you got to force them to get out of their element. So we'll see who's passing game 
makes the difference tonight. Current conditions in Deckerville, Michigan are 54 degrees with sunny skies. They're calling for a 0% chance of rain this evening. Winds are out of the northeast at 5 miles, gusting up to 10 miles. Visibility almost unlimited at 10 miles. Barometric pressure is dropping to 30.23 inches, and the dew point is at 44 degrees. It feels like it's 53 degrees out. Humidity is at 70%. Sunset at 716 today, and we're currently in a waxing crescent moon phase. So I think it's safe to say it's a beautiful day for football. Sunrise today at 7.30 a.m., sunset at 7.16 p.m. in just about 20 minutes. So on September 30th, 2022, we have 11 hours and 46 minutes of daylight. I knew this day was coming, but there is now more darkness in a day than daylight. We lost 21 minutes since last broadcast. Deckerville won the toss, elected to receive tonight. Sir, we'll take the ball and we'll try to score immediately. Your officials tonight in the white cap, Eric Schweitzer, umpire Cade Walsh, your head linesman, Brian Lisesky, line judge Mark Schultz, and the back judge, the one and only, Phil Gernovich. Phil <laughs> Gernovich indeed. The man who stole my binoculars back in Bad Axe. <laughs> Never forget that. Uh, yes. So let's take you through some starting lineups here. These are projected starters. We'll start out with the Deckerville Eagles on offense. Of course, eight-player football. Field is 13 yards narrower than a standard 11-player football. Of course, there are still 100 yards in a football field, no matter how many players. That's really the biggest difference, of course. Then you take off the tackles from both teams, and then someone in the another running back or a wide receiver, depending on how you play the game. That's the biggest difference from 8-player football and 11-player football. So the Deckerville Eagles at center, number 49, Gabe Kappen, a junior, 5'11", 225 pounds. At right guard, Thomas Ross, also a junior, 6'1", 240 pounds. A small glass of water there. Left guard, number 20, Brady Sharbowski, a senior, 6'175 pounds. And then Deckerville, power run. So they had two tight end sets. Connor Palmer on the right at 6'220 pounds, a senior. And the other senior, Derek Osborne, on the left side, 6'4", 260 pounds. And that might be an understatement, number 59. At quarterback, Hunter Garza, a sophomore, 5'11". 155 pounds, and then in the straight eye formation, typically, Dylan Paul, your fullback. Peter Lapp is typically the halfback. He has a broken ankle. We will not see him tonight, so more than likely, we'll see Parker Merriman stepping up as sophomore, 5'9", 155 pounds at halfback. You also hear Chris Kozel quite a bit tonight throughout the game. On the Kingston defense, three-man front, you'll see Michael DeRosso, Stephen Hag, and Miles Spencer, a senior, sophomore, and junior, defensive end, nose guard, defensive end, Two linebackers, James Rail and Lawson Lyons, a junior and a senior, 5'10 and 6'1 accordingly. And then in your secondary, you have your cornerbacks of Turner Marquardt, a junior, 6'1, 165 pounds, and a junior. And then the other side, James Wilson, a senior, also 6'1, 160 pounds. And then your safety, the man who does it all, Owen Corliss, a 5'11, 170 pound junior. For the Kingston offense, when they're on the field, eventually here on, at center, Hunter Venevia, junior, six foot, two hundred thirty pounds, and then left guard Miles Spencer, right guard Lawson Lyons. At quarterback, we, of course, we have Owen Corliss, who I still have listed here as Carter Patrick. That's from last week. My bad there. And then tight end, slot receiver, depends what the position or defend uh, the formation is. Turner Marquardt at junior, and then wide receivers Tanner James and Austin DeRusso, and then at tailback James Rail as well as James Wilson interchanging between the two. So Dave Hanson, initial thoughts here from week number six. Well, we'll get the uh, the obvious one out of the way. We're, we're all excited to see Owen Corliss in person, right? Heard a lot about him. Obviously, one of the leading candidates for player of the year in this area. Uh, really excited to see what he can do in person. And for Deckerville, 
It's always a pleasure watching Deckerville play football. They're physical, they're tough. Uh, they don't let anybody push them around. And now they have an injury to their lead back. So always love the next man up mentality. Who's going to get those carries and who does what with it? Can they stick around in this game? Should be a classic. Absolutely. Indeed. Kicking things off for the Kingston Cardinals, number eight, James Wilson. Tight tailback, cornerback, six foot one, 160 pounds, and a senior. And it gets brought in, or muffed at the 10 yard line, grows all the way back and down to the eight yard line, brought in by Parker Merriman. Runs to his right, and there's absolutely nowhere to go for the Kingston Cardinals. All over him, leading the way was Michael DeRusso as well as James Rail for the Kingston special teams. First in 10 for Deckerville, deep in their own territory at their own eight yard line. Now, that's not a good start for the sophomore there. A low line drive kick gets all the way back to him, takes one hop and rolls right underneath him. He doesn't get down like an infielder would, knock that ball down. He just kind of one-hands it, and it gets by him and rolls behind him. He's got to kind of corral it at about the five and picks it up, and he doesn't even get back to the 10. They're going to spot it down at his own eight-yard line. So great special teams coverage by Kingston, but an early mistake by the young Deckerville team. Dylan Ball at tailback gets the handoff. He's out across to the 10-yard line before he stood up. They're going to mark him down at the 11-yard line. Tackle made by James Rail as well as Lawson Lyons cleaning him up for a three-yard gain. Second down and seven upcoming from the left hash. Right to left cross your rating, the maroon jerseyed Deckerville Eagles. Just what both teams wanted. Dylan Ball gets that first carry. He's going to have a lot of them tonight. He gets that three yards. Like your 11-player wing T teams are looking for, three yards on first down. That's what they get, but not anything more. White jerseys of Kingston swarming the football. There were two or three guys there to make sure there was no extra yardage after that carry. Garza under center. I formation, a quick handoff this time to number 10. Dylan Ball once again gets out for a hard-fought four yards. Tanner James cleaning him up as well as James Rail. Another good gain there. Now says a third down and very manageable. Third down and two out to the 16-yard line. That's where Deckerville going to lean on their strengths, right? Those big guys up front pushing people around and then leave it up to their tailback, Dylan Ball, to try to find whatever gap is better. And all they want is three yards. They can milk this clock, seven, eight-minute drives. They can really reduce what Kingston can do on offense. Third down, two yards to go. Ten minutes in change here in the first quarter, 0-0. Deckerville on the first offensive series of the night in Deckerville, Michigan. Hunter Garza under center, looks in his backfield, eye formation there, handoff once again to Dylan Ball. Breaks out of one tackle, lowers his shoulder, gets out to about the 17-yard line before Tanner James cleans him up. And it's going to be very close to that first down marker. Looks like he's short by about a yard. You're going to mark him down at the 17-yard line. So, fourth down, one yard to go, and Bill Brown is already calling the punt team on. Yeah, you see the substitution made. That's usually what that means. I, I'm a little surprised. I, I actually thought, I know it's way deep in your own territory, but in front of your home crowd, you just had a couple decent runs. You got you got three yards on average. That's what you're going with so far. I, I think it's uh, you could roll the dice early, but trust in his defense, trust in the process. They're going to punt this ball away and so far early in this game, advantage Kingston as they're looking to get the ball in good territory. Here. So a quick three and out as Hunter Garza bounces the punt at the 40 and brought in at the 43 by Owen Corliss. Goes, streaks down that far sideline, spins out of his first tackle before he's brought down from behind by number nine for the Deckerville Eagles. We do not have a number nine. There's a number nine out there. But, but there, there is a number nine. We're, <laughs> not, we're, not, we're, we're not picking on the new guy yet. He's, there actually is a number nine out We're there. not sure who number nine is. We'll figure, we'll, we'll figure that out as well. First and ten, favorable field position from the plus side of the field from the 31-yard line. Ian Flanagan. Ian Flanagan going from number 12 to number nine. 
First and ten, left, right across your radio. Split wide, two wide each way. Owen Corliss gets the snap, but there are whistles and flags flying everywhere. That is a illegal procedure. False start. Disco night early from Deckerville as the Kingston Cardinals going to be marched back five yards from the 31 back to the 36. Oh, a good punt by Deckerville, but keep in mind, again, when you don't go for it on fourth and one, you are kicking it to Owen Corliss. Again, the one of the most fun players to watch, one of the most athletic, exciting players to watch in football. You kick it to him in open space. They said it was a low kick bouncing over the place. He has no fear. He's going to pick up that ball, and you watch him spin out of a tackle and make guys miss in open space. He's very good to watch, but penalties will kill you, and Deckerville's defense is physical enough to take advantage of it. First and 15 from the 36-yard line on the plus side of the field. Man in motion for Kingston. That'd be Turner Marquardt in his quarterback keeper, Owen Corliss, around the right side. Breaks out of one tackle. He's down inside the 25, streaking, and he's forced out of bounds. Looks like about the 15-yard line. We'll see where they mark him down. Pushed out of bounds by Hunter Garza as well as Brady Sharbowski. Stepped out of bounds at the 20-yard line. So enough to move the chains from the 36 down to the 20. A gain of 16 for Owen Corliss on his own two feet. So completely different formations, right? You're going to see Kingston in the shotgun. Uh, quarterback is Corliss by himself. Two receivers in each direction. You see Turner Marquardt in the slot go from right to left, and the snap goes where they run read option with him and that and that wide receiver, but there was no doubt. He's watching that right side uh, where number 10 left, and they follow him away. That opens up the right side. And Owen Corliss showing that speed early. Uh, stiff arm on the defender around the corner and turns on the Jets for a big gain. He steps out at the 20, but a big gain for him on his first carry. 16 yards to start the night, and they're already right there knocking on the red zone. Empty backfield, two wide each way, and it's another Owen Corliss keeper right up the middle. Breaks out of one tackle. He's still on his feet down inside about the 12-yard line before he's brought down by Preston Holman from behind starting defensive tackle. Sophomore, 5'11", 170 pounds. Very close to that first down marker. Looks like he's shy about about a yard, maybe even two, according to the spot of the 12. Second down, two to go. What makes it tough for any defense to stop Corliss in this game is because when they spread people out, you have to honor those wide receivers. You have a defensive back across the board, and if you want a deep safety back there, that opens up the middle of the field, and that allows Owen Corliss to read the field, have a lot of space to run. He does a good job in the middle of the field, moving around ever so slightly, and kicks it out to the left for another eight-yard gain. Two tight ends set this time. They bounce it outside. It's a handoff to James Rail. He's down close to the end zone. Touchdown, Kingston. Not even four minutes into the ball game, and Kingston strikes first. It is now Kingston six, Deckerville nothing, with 8:17 left in the first quarter as James Rail struts into the end zone from 20 yards out. You gotta love it. They play off of the big plays that Owen Corliss created. Already 24 yards on two touches. They run read option almost every time and allow him, as a junior play caller, to make that decision. That time. His side is not available, unselfishly allows James Rail to take that ball on the right side. He does the rest. He meets no contact to about the two-yard line until he bulldozes his way into the end zone through a double team. First score of the night goes to Kingston, the road team, and they will line up for two. James Rail in the backfield now goes in motion to the right. Way in the snap, Hunter... Owen Corliss now has keeps for himself right, some, right up the middle, and Deckerville sniffed that one out, not getting him beyond the three-yard line. Leading the way was Preston Holman again for the Deckerville Eagles. It is 6-0. Kingston leading the Deckerville Eagles with 8-17 left in the first quarter right here on the WLW Sports Network.
little something there, folks. The kick came down all the way to about the 10-yard line. And when all said and done, Hunter Garza goes the entire length of the field in for the score. It is now a tie ball game, 6-6. Six to six. Whoever made that commercial a minute 10 seconds said it was, uh, yeah, should yell at him later. Regardless, though, it is now 6-6 six to six with 8.05 remaining in the first quarter as they return that one all the entire way. Just 12 seconds for Hunter Garza bringing in that kick and into the end zone. He stands alone in his backfield, looking back to pass. Pocket holds, now rolls to his left, looking to get out of that one. He does, but he's tripped up by a shoestring from the backfield by Michael DeRosso. And it is the tie ball game. 8.05, 6-6 as Hunter Garza puts the Deckerville Eagles on the board. It's now a tie ball game. 8.05 remaining in the first half. In the first quarter, you're listening to WLW Sports Network. We didn't miss any action this time. It's 6-6. Six six. <laughs> we were back. You heard the crowd noise. I'm just going to let everyone listen in. We, if you don't want to listen to us, just switch it over to 92.1. <laughs> Carol Radio Station's here, too. 8.05 left in the first quarter. It's 6-6. Six six. Deckerville's Hunter Garza scampered 79 yards in for the kick return to tie this one up at 6 apiece. 8.05 remaining in the first quarter. And now they're going to make Hunter Garza kick this one off from his own 40-yard line. It's a squib kick. Bounces mid-range at the 30-yard line. It's a live ball brought in the 25-yard line. Breaks out of one tackle. That would be James Wilson. And he's brought down to the 35-yard line by the special teams of Deckerville. That leading the way was Dylan Ball. Fullback, halfback, linebacker, you name it, he's doing it tonight. First and 10 for the Kingston Cardinals. Left to right across the radio from their own 35-yard line. And Dylan Sharbowski had a shot at him, but completely misses a good dodge there by James Wilson in a pretty decent field position with the nose of the ball on their own 35-yard line to start their second drive of the evening. 6-6 six to six ball game, 7.57 left in the first quarter. First and 10, Kingston on their second drive this evening. First drive, minute 21, just covered 31 yards and a score in three plays on a James Rail 20-yard run. Two receivers to the right, one to the left. Owen Corliss by his lonesome in the shotgun, now man in motion to the near side. That would be James Wilson. Back to pass, throwing downfield, right down, it was wide open, and it is into the hands of Turner Marquardt. He's down to the 20, the 10, 5, touchdown, Kingston. 7.47 left in the first quarter, and we have our third score of the night already. It is now Kingston 12, Deckerville 6. On 65-yard throw to James Marquardt, puts Kingston on the board for the second time this evening. Shootout tonight. Yeah, what what a throw. And it just they they run that real read option, but it's a drop back and pass it situation. It's one-on-one -on -one all over the place. And Brady Sharbowski just loses track of his guy. Turner Marquardt goes right by him, right down the right hash, right by him. And uh it was just throw it up as far as you can and let his receiver go get it. And he, and he hits his receiver in stride, and it's nothing but speed and into the end zone untouched. A great play, but busted coverage. And they and Kingston is a good offense, and they will and did take advantage of it. Four minutes and 13 seconds have been off the clock in this ballgame. We have three touchdowns already. Owen Wilson rolling to his right out of the shotgun, looking to get that two-point conversion. And he's met by a, an artillery of troops from the Deckerville Eagles, and the two-point conversion is no good leading the way was Parker Merriman. We'll be right back, right here on the WLW Sports Network.
You're listening to the WLW Sports Network, and at this rate, you'll be with us right until about 12.35 a.m. It's 12 to 6, Kingston leading, 7.47 left in the first quarter. Three scores in four minutes and 13 seconds. This one, one play, 65 yards, as Owen Corliss hooks up with James Marcourt for a 65-yard catch and run into the end zone as Kingston squibs this one down, brought in the 38-yard line, brought in by number nine, Ian Flanagan. He's all the way out to midfield before he's brought down by Kingston's number 53. Miles Spencer, starting defensive end, also starting left guard, six foot, 205-pound junior. First and 10 for Deckville at midfield for the 50. And Kingston not taking any chances that time. A no. complete squib kick, bounces up the middle, and like I said, leave it to number nine. Ian Flanagan picks it up, and a nice return, gets it all the way back to midfield. So special teams, job well done by Deckerville, giving your offense really good field position and down a score. Got to stay in the shootout. But if Deckerville has it their way, they'd like to slow this pace down and get some nice firm runs in here and some multiple first downs on the way into a score. Dylan Ball gets the handoff from Garza. Gets out for six yards deeper into Kingston territory at the 44-yard line. Pick your jersey number there for Kingston on that stop. Gang tackled down. A gain of six in the play. Second down and four upcoming from the Kingston 44. Good news. Your odds are one and eight this week. Yes. So looking better. But that's the power run I'm talking about. Follow those guards. Follow the guard through the hole. Find that opening. Follow your fullback. They pick up the linebacker, and then that should leave you some room. And Dylan Ball finds it there. A nice six-yard gain on first down on the left side of the field. Marching right to left across your radio in the I formation. Hunter Garza under center. Two men behind him. It's going to be a quarterback. Keeps her rolling to his right, looking downfield to throw. And now he's going to have to keep it for himself. Lowers the shoulder and stays on his feet as he goes out of bounds. Just shy of the yard to gain at the 30, or the, excuse me, the 41-yard line. Tackle made by Kingston's James Rail. Linebacker tracks him down. After a gain of, they're going to say, three on the play. Third down, one yard to go. Good matchup to watch there. Derek Osborne is the intended receiver there on the left side, running a post in the middle of the field, one-on-one with Tanner James, a freshman, but not a small guy either. 6'1", 170, running with him. But I like the decision-making there by Hunter Garza. It's not If you don't love it, tuck it and run and, get, and make that third down a lot easier. And it's going to be a quarterback keeper, or excuse me, a handoff. No, that is a quarterback keeper right up the gate for Hunter Garza across the 40. Finally brought down to the 37-yard line. Move the chains brought down by number one, Tanner James, on Kingston's defense. And we've now officially had our longest number of plays on any drive tonight with 6-11 left for the first quarter. 12-6 Kingston leading. Yeah, and... Coach Brown and company is famous for that on, on any down and one. Yes. They'll call the quarterback sneak at any time. And that rolled for a couple there for the quarterback, Hunter Garza. And it's a handoff to Dylan Ball. Lowers the shoulder and drags his white jersey defenders with him all the way down to the 34-yard line. Three yards when all said and done. Kingston's tackler, Colin Corliss, a freshman, 5'11", 180 pounds. Set gain of three, second down and seven from the Kingston 34, methodically marching down the field here. And that's what they want. They want to slow this down. They, they do not, they're not a team that's going to put up 60 on a given night. Kingston, on the other hand, no problem. They can do it with their firepower. Deckerville, that's not their game. If they're going to win, they got to slow it down, punch it in, get those two-point conversions, and limit the amount of drives. Owen Corliss is on the field on offense. It's a toss and sweep over to the left side to Dylan Ball. He's going to try and get anything going, getting barely back to the original line of scrimmage, leading the way Tanner James, stopping him back at the 35-yard line. So it'll be a loss of a yard on the play. Instead of a second down and seven, it's now a third down and eight. 
for the Deckerville Eagles inside Kingston territory at, their own 30, at the Kingston 35-yard line. I like how this Kingston defense swarms to the football, right? They finally sweep it out. Deckerville attacking the middle, attacking the middle. They threw a sweep. Fullback picks up the end, seals the corner, and then it's a race to the outside. And like you said, you saw guys like Colin Corliss out there, multiple different guys making the tackle. Tanner James pushing him out of bounds. They're going to give him a hard-fought two or maybe, maybe two on the play at most. But that's a hard-earned, hard-earned, not much there with the amount of running space that was there. Kingston closes those gaps quickly. And now we'll see Deckerville get a little unconventional here on third medium in the shotgun formation and two receivers to the right. And we have a timeout call by the Deckerville Eagles. Bill Brown wants to discuss things with 429 left in the first quarter. It's Kingston 12, Deckerville 6 on the WLW Sports Network. Four twenty-nine left in the first quarter. Kingston 12, Deckerville 6. The Deckerville Eagles facing a third down and long, third down and eight from the Kingston 35-yard line. So you're certainly in Bill Crown territory for four down territory. Which is why I like the timeout, Clark. You went to the spread. I, I don't think you need to. Run the football, get three or four yards, cut this thing in half, and do it again on fourth down. It's a handoff out of the I formation to Dylan Ball. He lost his footing back at the 35-yard line. He fell forward out to the 33-yard line. Stop made by Tanner James for the Kingston defense. And now it's going to be a fourth down, five to go after a th uh, they're going to say a three-yard game. And there's, there was more to be gotten there. That, that was a perfect play call. The blocking was well executed. Uh, Dylan Ball just got caught up in the turf. He just tripped himself up. And to be truthful, I think that spot was quite generous because when yes. his knees went down, he was upright. He fell forward. They gave him that extra half to a full yard. So now, instead of it being fourth down and what should have been about two, now it's fourth and five, and you'll see three receivers on the field. And we have a timeout called by Kingston with 3.48 left here with facing a fourth and five as Deckerville was lining up two wide to the left, one to the right. That is Caleb Loomis, number 62 wide right, a junior, six foot, 205 pounds. We'll stick with you. We've hit our quota for commercials already so far. <laughs> So, Dave Hanson, what are we seeing here tonight? I like the chess match already is coming to play here on this drive. Word for word, I was going to say, you, you see uh, Coach Brown set up his offense on third down, call timeout, go to com something completely different. It's an old-school way of doing it. Set something up, see what the defense does, then throw something completely different at him. Uh, you see the younger coach kind of doing the same thing. It's fourth down. You see you see the opposing team do something unconventional. You take a good look at where all those guys are. You call timeout. And now you can have that discussion with your team. Look, it's fourth down and five. Potential throw the ball. Here's there's guys we need to cover. I think for a young coach like Kingston has, this is a great opportunity to take advantage of what the formation was and talk to his guys to see what is to call that appropriate play to defend it. Other area scorers, Harbor Beach leading Sandusky. One minute, 15 left of the first quarter. Harbor Beach eight, Sandusky nothing. Vassar leading, or Badax leading Vassar 14 nothing. Fourth and five here. Two wide to the left, one to the right. Now man in motion. It's going to be quarterback keeper for Hunter Garza out of the backfield. Breaks out of two tackles. Gets close, but he's going to be just shy. A yard shy as he's going to be brought down by James Rail. He needed five, and they got four. Inside the 30, down to the 28-yard line. Nice effort there from Hunter Garza. Not enough, though. And it's a turnover on downs, giving the ball back to the high-potent offense of Kingston. I couldn't agree more. That was a heck of a run. It was, it was well defended, but Hunter Garza made at least two guys miss there right in the middle of the field and dragged that third one right to that first down marker. Going to come up at most a full yard short. Kingston's defense... 
comes up with the first stop of the game, and that, that might be the difference in this game. We've already seen three quick scores, and Kingston has scored, has only ran, I think, four plays tonight and scored on two of them. So Deckerville here's defense now has to come up with an answer as well. Kingston sends two wide to the right, one to the left. Owen Corliss all by his lonesome in the shotgun. Now man in motion to the near sideline. Quarterback keeper to the left side. Breaks out of that backfield. He has the first down, down to the 45 across midfield. He's streaking, and he is fast, and he is gone. Touchdown, Owen Corliss and the Kingston Cardinals on the first play, 79, 72, 71, 77, 72 yards. Well, we got time to figure it out here. 72 yards for Owen Corliss on one play, goes in for the score, and Kingston now leading by two scores. Kingston 18, Deckerville 6 with 329 left in the first quarter. So far, it's it's like watching a video game, right? Like you spread the defense out, tackle my best players in space. They use some motion. They use some read option. They get a defender on its heels even a little bit, and he takes, and Owen Corliss takes off the other direction. And as soon as he faked the read option and took it around the left side, there wasn't a maroon jersey anywhere, and the one that was there was about 20 yards downfield being blocked by one of those wide receivers, and Owen Corliss does the rest, sprints into the end zone quickly, and they're going to attempt another two-point conversion. They haven't got one yet. Uh, we'll see if they can find an answer here on the two-yard line. In the pistol, Owen Corliss, man behind him, James Rail, now goes out, wing back to the right side, and we have a flag flying as this is Delay game? Phil Granovich called it. <laughs> well, that would be his job, so I yes, think your would. call is right. So we're going to push him back five yards, and so this is going to be a two-point version from the eight. At this point, this might be intentional, right? They, I think Kingston may need more room to operate. They get too <laughs> <Okay>. close. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, anything under... Anything just under 65 yards, they get a little uncomfortable. So. Absolutely. This is too cluttered for them, yeah. right? So it's 18-6. to six. Kingston leading Deckerville. 329 left here in the first quarter. Receiver wide to the right. Owen Corliss still in the pistol. James Rail behind him. Wing back to the right. That is number 10, Turner Marquardt. Staying in the pocket, looking to pass. Now scrambles to his left, scrambles to his right, and he's being brought down back at the 13-yard line. Two-point conversion no good. Hunter Garza leading the charge for the Deckerville Eagles. It is 18-6, Kingston by 12 points in the WLW Sports Network. Kingston with another one-play drive, covering 72 yards, all in the hands of Owen Corliss on a 72-yard scamper in for the score. Makes this game an 18-6 ball game. As this kick comes brought in at the 20, excuse me, the 12-yard line by number 12 as Ian Flanagan. That was number 10, excuse me, Parker, or Dylan Ball brought it in, and he slipped high dew point tonight. And he slipped right at the 11-yard line. It's the second time we've used the dew point this season, Dave. That's impressive. I, I, I love it, and we've been doing that for a reason, right? Yeah. And so it's first and ten deep back for the Deckerville Eagles, trailing by two scores. Yeah, Dylan Ball's not happy about it. That's the second time, though, he has slipped here in this first quarter, and that one hurts because, like you said, there's a lot of room to run. He, he corrals that football, that low squib kick, angled toward the sideline. He picks it up at about the ten and slips right down. That knee hits the ground. I think that's the right call, but just – Unlucky and terrible field position for Deckerville. I formation right up the gut, up the gut, handoff to Chris Kozel. 
Listen as the fullback gets out to the 13-yard line for a hard-fought one yard, maybe two yards. Kingston troops coming and bring him down there. Number 30, James Rail on the stop, as well as number 22, Colin Corliss and Tanner James. Pick your poison there. Second down, eight yards to go after two hard-fought yards. Yeah, Deckerville sticking with that eye formation, that power setup, trying to push that defensive line of Kingston. You see Kozel get his carry there around the – from the fullback position, a little bit of a misdirection. They give it to the fullback quick, run the running back the other way, but the fullback keeps it himself and gets a couple yards. Kingston not fooled. Handoff to Dylan Ball gets through that first line into the second tier of that defense as Lawson Lyons, linebacker, wraps him up. A gain of another three yards. Third down and five upcoming for the Deckerville Eagles deep in their own territory. Third down, five yards to go from their own 16-yard line. First time we call his name, but Lawson Lyons there makes a great tackle in the middle of the field because uh, Deckerville had everybody else blocked out. Running back comes right up the middle, and two yards after after two-yard gain, runs right into the arms of Lawson Lyons. You see him stop the momentum completely, throw him backwards in the backfield, no extra yards gain there, and now third down and an uncomfortable six for a power-running football team way back in their own side of the field. Out of the shotgun court back keeper and Hunter Garza is brought down in the backfield by Tanner James way back inside way back at the eight yard line an eight yard loss and now it's gonna be fourth down and a ways to go and the punt team comes on for Deckerville their second three and out this evening both deep deep back in their own territory Kingston showcasing its speed right they might not be as physical as Deckerville is so far but when Deckerville runs up the middle they've been getting a couple yards but anytime they've attacked the outside you see that Kingston defense spread out get sideline to sideline very quickly and that time Hunter Garza has blown up a missed assignment on the side that they roll him out of the pocket and now with that big loss this punter's going to be very close, if not in the end zone, to punt this thing away. Hunter Garza at his own one-yard line. Gets the snap, good snap, gets good punt away. End over end and is brought into the 40-yard line by Owen Corliss. He's streaking to the near sideline. He has an edge, and he's forced out of bounds by Deckerville's David Shanks, starting cornerback, junior, uh, right at the 15-yard line. So a very short field work here. For the Kingston Cardinals, knocking on the door for the, another time tonight, trying to go up by three scores. Say, as awesome as Owen Corliss has been, we've heard about and now have gotten to see, this Kingston defense, again, doesn't get enough credit. They give up a special teams touchdown. Otherwise, Deckerville's offense is averaging 2.2 yards a play this quarter. Kingston defense forcing um, those short punts, forcing punts from deep in Deckerville's own territory, allowing guys like Owen Corliss, your punt returner, to set the offense up with great field position. This one's going to start in the red zone, 15 yards to go for pay dirt for the Cardinals. Two wide each way. Owen Corliss buys lonesome and the shotgun. Now man in motion, that is Turner Marquardt. Rolling to his left quarterback, keeping using Marquardt as a lead blocker. Gets around him, cuts back in. He has the first down. He's forced out of bounds by a charging Connor Palmer, a senior defensive end. And not until after the first down. And Kingston now first in goal to go from the from the three-yard line. Owen Corliss making plays with us with any way he can. Well, what I what I loved about that run is it's it's a quarterback snap. It's a design run to the left. There's no read option. That guy that receiver rolls in motion in front of him, and he just follows Marquardt around that left side. But you see a little stutter step, right? Like I'm going to cut back to the middle. No, I'm not, and take off. And that 
sudden change of direction and turning on the Jets is so quick. It's the snap of a finger, and then he's up the sideline, and just like that, a 10- to 12-yard gain, and now they're inside the five looking to try and score. James Rail behind him, and we have a flag. It'll be another false start against Kingston. That's her second this evening, so instead of a first and goal from the three, it's a first and goal from the eight. And the Kingston Cardinals can be pushed back a little bit. Dave, you have a theory here that they need a little more room to operate again. <laughs> So with 57 you seconds have left, a little fun with them, right? 57 seconds left in the first quarter, Kingston 18, Deckerville 6. But knocking on the door are the Cardinals once again. You can see what they want to do, right? That play was ruled for a false start, but you saw he had already handed the ball off to James Rail. He's already got a touchdown run in the red zone for for Kingston earlier in the Actually, I think it was the first score of the game. So don't be surprised if they give him a carry. Now that it's backed up, there's lots of room for Owen Corliss to maneuver in space. Receiver wide to the left, Turner Marquardt. James Rail behind. Owen Corliss sends a handoff to uh, James Rail, and he gets close to the goal line but short. Regains all the yards lost there on the penalty and brought down by Dylan Ball for the Deckerville Eagles. And second and goal to go from the two. Yeah, Game of six. Absolutely right. They attacked the middle, and you could see that uh, they were calling his name. He was excited in the background. You could almost uh, tell if <laughs> if Dan Banky would have been here. You could see that extra little step in the running back's tail before he got the football. You could see he was excited. It was his number, and he runs with a full head of speed and charges down inside the two. Like you said, gets all the penalty yardage back, and now inside the two looking to score. Second and goal to go. Owen Corliss on the quarterback keeper, and he's being brought down in the backfield. Is there. It's stripped away before he's brought down, and this is going to be a strip six all the way from the six-yard line and diving, streaking down the field for the Deckerville Eagles. Brady Sharbowski stripped Owen Carlos before he went down in the Deckerville Eagles scoring on any way except on offense. Two scores for Deckerville, one to return on the kick, and now a strip six from the six-yard line, 94 yards the other way. And the Deckerville Eagles strike for the second time, now trailing by just one possession. And it starts with the center. There's a high snap. Owen Corliss has to jump up in the air to get it. And then on the way down, tries to do the read option. It's already a disaster. He keeps it himself. There's Deckerville Eagles everywhere. But you've got to cover up the football. Like a playmaker like that is used to carrying the ball in one hand, trying to push defenders off. You just have to cover it up and take your loss. No thank you, Brady Sharbowski. Just simply walks up to him, takes it from his hands, and turns the other direction for a defensive touchdown for Deckerville and right back into this game, lined up for two. Back to pass. Rolling to his right, Garza into the end zone. It is brought in by their massive tight end, number 46, Connor Palmer. And now it's a four-point ball game. Kingston 18, Deckerville 14 at the end of the first quarter. 12 minutes have played, and we're within four points of each other remarkably. Kingston 18, Deckerville 14 on the WLW Sports Network. Who says eight players not fun? Well, if you're Bill Brown and the Deckerville Eagles, who says in your offense needs to score the points? So far, it's been a kick return from Hunter Garza from 79 yards out, and now a strip six. Sharbowski returns it for 94 yards in for the score. The two-point conversion is brought in by Palmer 
on the catch, and we have an 18 to 14 ball game right here in the first quarter. 12 minutes on the board for the second quarter. Can't wait till what this one brings. I I can only imagine they've already, like you said, we've had a passing touchdown, rushing touchdown, kick return, defensive defensive touchdown. We've had a whole variety in this first quarter. Garza's kick comes in at the, about the 30 yard line, brought in by Kingston's James Wilson, and he's brought down by Connor Palmer out of the 40 yard line. Not much of a return there, as a lot of hang time under that kick. Daggerville fired up. As for good reason, they went almost going down three scores to instead of being down by just four points, 11.54 left in the second. Kingston Cardinals accumulated 199 yards of total offense in the first quarter. Deckerville, 28, and we have a four-point ballgame. As Mark McConnell, our data analyst from afar, saying, good night to have Deckerville as well as Kingston on your fantasy team. <laughs> no question about it. Scoring in any which way possible. Two wide each way, Owen Corliss by himself in the shotgun. Three men on the front line, eight-player football here, man in motion, James Wilson. Back to pass. Pressure coming, has to chuck this one downfield, but there's wide open, brought in by Turner Marquardt at the 40. He's down to the 20, to the 10, the 5, and he's going to be touchdown, Caster, <laughs> not Cassidy, Kingston. He was throwing that one from Cassidy, has 60 yards in for the score. Turner Marquardt quiets the home Deckerville crowd here with 11.43 left in the second quarter. One play, 60 yards in for another score, and Kingston responds with authority. It's now a 10-point ball game, Kingston 24, Deckerville 14. So you change it up for a little bit if you're Deckerville defense, right? Let's bring some heat and put some pressure on the quarterback, Corliss, and see how he handles it. And the two linebackers come in free. It's one-on-one -on -one all over the place. And Owen Corliss, to his credit, looks at both of those linebackers and accepts the fact in that moment he is going to get crunched. He lets it go down the middle of the field to a wide-open Turner Marquardt. Again, beating Sharbowski on the play. About three steps difference, a perfect throw, and Marquardt does the rest. And will, and it's another touchdown for the Kingston Cardinals. Two tight end set, and it's going to be a handoff reverse to the far side, and we have a two-point conversion complete as Tanner James runs it in for the two-point conversion. It is now Kingston 26, Deckerville 14 with 11.43 left in the second quarter. Right here on the WLW Sports Network. We played 12 minutes and 17 seconds, and we have a total of 40 points between the two teams. Kingston 26, Deckerville 14, as Marquardt brings in a 60-yard catch from Owen Corliss in for the score. James, Tanner James, runs it in for the two-point conversion to make his 12-point ball game. Kingston 26, Deckerville 14. Don't want to go anywhere further, folks. Maybe to the fridge and back, but that's about it. He'll miss a lot. As the kick brought in at the 20-yard line and brought in as there's the microphone hit. That's a good one. As uh, Turner Marquardt brings him down, excuse me, number 30, James Rail. And it's going to be first and 10 for the Deckerville Eagles at their own 28, maybe the 29-yard line. Good special teams coverage there by Kinks. And James Rail able to clean up the return man on and coming up the sideline. Not much of a return there, though, but for Deckerville starting at their own 29-yard line, that's an improvement on the last couple drives. We'll see if this offense can get anything going, help out their defense, help out their special teams. And a big shout-out to Lou Garza, who was able to figure out our microphone there, got it set back up onto our place as that tackle went right into it out of bounds. 
First and 10, 11.37 left in the fir first half from their own 28-yard line, first and 10. Left or right across the radio, and Dylan Ball gets the handoff, and he's pushing his pile forward all the way onto the 35-yard line, finally marking him down at the 36-yard line, brought down by Tanner James for the Kingston defense. Nice chunk there on first down, second down, three to go. It's so different, these two teams, right? You see, like, that video game Madden style where we spread everybody out, we throw it, we get big plays all the time, and then you see Deckerville come on the field, power eye formation, and we get excited about a physical six-yard run right up the middle where you see those big linemen push that pile back and guys like Dylan Ball fighting for all those extra yards. Two tight ends set in the power and the straight eye, and it's another handout to Dylan Ball, and he is upended right at the original line of scrimmage by Stephen Hag. Nose guard for the Kingston defense. No gain in the play. Still a third down and three upcoming from the Deckerville 37-yard line. Left or right across your radio. Trailing 26-14 to 14 to Kingston. Waiting for one of those guys to make a play at the line of scrimmage, right? Stephen Hag, 6'3", 230 pounds. Hunter Venevi, 6'2", 230 pounds. Both underclassmen, by the way. Uh, you see Hunter... Uh, excuse me, not Hunter, uh, Dylan Ball, get right next to him, a grab of the back of the jersey, and throw him backwards. That is as far as you're going to get. No gain on the play. Third down and three for Decker. Back to pass, rolling to his left. His white jersey's all over him. He has a grit out of that, and he's brought down for the sack back of the 32-yard line. Leading the way was Miles Spencer on the sack. Instead of a third down and two, it's going to be a fourth down and a long ways to go. And Deckerville going to have to punt this one away. Colin Corliss was in there first, forces him off. His spot steps up in the pocket, and that's where Miles Spencer comes in and cleans him up for the sack. They don't mind the play-action call, but it took too long. With the amount of pressure that's coming, there has to be a dump off, a check down back, or somebody that would get rid of the ball. There's no option there for Hunter Garza as he is sacked. Loss of four on the play, and the punting unit is on the field. Nice punt there from Hunter Garza, brought, brought in the 40-yard line by Owen Carlos, lo nearly lost his footing, and he gets a break out of one tackle, breaks out of two tackles, breaks out of three tackles, goes to the far sideline, has a lead blocker, and there is no one there in front of him. He's all the way down to the 20-yard line. <laughs> Look, here comes Hunter Garza to push him out of bounds at the 9, actually the 10-yard line. So from the 40 on the other side of the 50, all the way down to the Deckerville 10-yard line, a 50-yard return on a beautiful punt from Garza puts Kingston knocking on the door in the red zone again. I'm not sure I can break down that run for you because he <laughs> takes it. It's on the near sideline right in front of us. He's got no room to run. He catches it on the 40. What's that? Just a few paces from the sideline. Goes up the sideline, and he lets two Deckerville defenders go right by him. Reverses field right across the D at the middle of the field and up the right sideline. And I know everybody up here went home. He is gone. I heard that multiple times. Hunter Garza actually had the angle because he was the punter, was able to cut him off and prevent the touchdown for now, but an incredible run uh, by the quarterback and return man, Owen Corliss, to set up another drive starting in Deckerville's red zone. And a fumble on the play, and they have to jump on it as a handoff. Intended on them almost basically a jet sweep there for Turner Marquardt, and it falls out of his hands. He's able to jump on it. Back at the 12-yard line, loss of two on the plate. Second down, goal to go from the 12. And that's exactly what this offense is, right? Two receivers on each side. Traditionally, you see Turner Marquardt come in motion. They run that read option with the receiver or the jet sweep player. That time, I think it was ex just expected that Owen Corliss was going to keep it himself. But they, So the handoff, neither of them take it. The ball drops right down in front of number 10, Marquardt. He's able to jump right on it and save the possession, but a loss of two on the play. 
Eight minutes, 45 seconds left in the second quarter. Kingston 26, Deckerville 14. The Cardinals knocking on the door. Second and goal to go from the 12. Two wide each way, man in motion. James Wilson rolling to his right, and we have a whistle right on the snap, and this very well could be a false start. And it is the third of the evening for the Kingston Cardinals, pushing them back another five yards. Second and goal to go from the 17. As looks like the wide receiver on the left side there got a little head start of the play. That's exactly right. Just... Those are some things that are going to have to be cleaned up, right? You see the, the botched snap there where they fumbled it on first down. Now you've seen the third false start of the half. Those are little things that keep you from being an elite team. They're already a good team, maybe a great team, but that's keeping them from being an elite team. They're going to have to clean these up because teams like Deckerville and even better teams when you make it into the playoffs will take advantage of those situations. Second down, goal to go from the 17. Kingston still in the huddle, now breaking out. Owen Corliss in the shotgun. Two wide to the right. That would be Turner Marquardt and Tanner James. To the left, number eight, James Wilson, and number two, Austin DeRusso. Back to pass. Blitz coming. Trying to chase him down. He gets on the, the releases into the end zone. Is it caught? They're going to say incomplete. Did not bring it in. Pass was intended for Turner Marquardt in the front corner of the end zone. Good pass protection there from Parker Merriman. Got his hand in there, it appears. Incomplete. Third down. Goal to go from the 17. How can you not be impressed? He rolls out to the right, wow. pressure everywhere. Owen Corliss with a flick of the wrist, uh, throws it into the corner of the end zone where only his guy could get it. And quite frankly, Turner Marquardt had it. Uh, I'll give credit to Parker Merriman. He comes over in pretty good coverage and makes a good hit and help jar it loose. But that's going to go down as a drop. That, that could have easily been a touchdown and a nice throw there. Protection wasn't good, but when Owen Corliss gets moving around, he buys a ton of time for those guys. He actually had a check down receiver uh, at about the 10. He opts to go in into the end zone. We'll see what Owen Corliss does here on third James 17. Rail back in the tailback position, throwing this into the end zone, nearly intercepted all at the goal line. Pass was intended for Lawson Lions, who's streaking down this hash mark. And good coverage there from Deckerville's number nine, Ian Flanagan, the freshman, 5'11", 160-pound freshman, breaks up the pass, fourth down goal to go. Still miscommunication. You see Owen Corliss take the snap and go to read option with his running back, who's on the other side of him, who's on the back side of him. So the play was broken. A defensive back comes in the backfield untouched, and that forced, forced Owen Corliss to lob that ball to the middle of the field Lawson Lyons was wide open. The guy that was supposed to be guarding him came on a blitz. Nobody was there, and because the ball was thrown into the air, lofted a little bit, the, sa the safety was able to come over and knock that ball down, almost make a, a fantastic interception, but he knocks it down and forces fourth down and goal from the 17-yard line. Fourth and goal to go from the 17-yard line. Kingston leading by 12 points, 26-14. to 14. Other area scores, Harbor Beach leading Sandusky, 232 in the second quarter. 14-0 over Sandusky. So 7.50 here in the second quarter. Kingston calls their second timeout of this first half as they're facing a fourth in goal. This is the first fourth down that Kingston, this will actually be the longest drive play-wise for Kingston all night so far. Four plays. 7.50 left in the second quarter. Kingston has been scoring early, quickly, and often here to start this ballgame. They lead by 12 points, 26-14. to 14. And in big play fashion, right? Big touchdowns, long touchdowns, 60-plus yarders. So now fourth down and 17. Uh, nothing to lose here, right? So, like, even if you turn it over, Deckerville's going to have to go the length of the field on your defense. But we'll see what they dial up here. Don't even, I think it's got to be a pass in the end zone. We'll see who his favorite receiver is. Empty backfield. Owen Carlos throwing downfield. Bullet right down to the goal line. Incomplete at the goal line. 
coverage by Ian Flanagan again, the freshman. Pass was intended for the wide receiver there. Looks like James Rail, we're going to say. And it's going to be a turnover on downs. Deckerville defense coming up strong. Actually, Tanner James, number one, the other James. So, turnover on downs. Kingston comes up empty-handed for the first time tonight, giving the ball back to Deckerville deep in their own territory. So, it's a deep post, one-on-one. -on -one. Tanner James, freshman, against Ian Flanagan, freshman. And he, it, Tanner James wins. He creates that separation, plants his foot at about the five-yard line and angles in. It's a one of the few mistakes Owen Corliss has made. A poor throw. It's late. It's low. It's behind him. And the defender is able to knock it down and prevent a touchdown. Duggarville immediately hands off. And this one goes absolutely nowhere fast as they're going to say forward progress hasn't stopped way back at the 13-yard line. Dylan Ball going for a free ride there from the entire Kingston defensive unit. A loss of three in the play. Second down, 13 to go for Duggarville. 7.25 and counting in the second quarter. Yeah, anytime, uh, anytime we've seen... Deckerville try to bounce it to the outside. That speed of the secondary from Kingston, those linebackers, they just swarm that play up, gobble it up in the backfield, and nothing going there on first down for Deckerville. Second down, 13 to go. Breaking the huddle, coming out. Sending wide to the right, number 59, Derek Osborne, 6'4", 260-pound senior tight end. Garza. In the shotgun, has a man to his right. That's Dylan Ball's quarterback keeper trying to find an edge, and there's nothing there. Now cuts it upfield, lowers the shoulder, and he gets back to the original line of scrimmage at best. As to making the tackle, James Rail as well as Tanner James for the Kingston Cardinals. No gain of the play, third down and 13. 6.40 and counting in the first half. Kingston 26, Deckerville 14. So you see the running back bounce it to the outside, to the left, this time to the near side of the field. Design quarterback run to the right side. Again, they go to the outside. There is no room out there. You see those white jerseys flock to the football, cut off the angle. Hunter Garza nowhere to go and gets three defenders tackled down at the line of scrimmage. Third down and a long 13 deep in their own territory. And we have a whistle. And it's going to be an offsides on Kingston. So five yards free. Compliments of the Kingston Cardinals lining up in the neutral zone. So encroachment on the defense. So it goes from a third and 13 to a third and eight. Pushed back to the, out to the 18-yard line for the Deckville Eagles. So they regroup. 6-12 and rolling in the second quarter. Well, that changes things a little bit. I, I still think Deckerville was probably going to run the football and, yes. try, and try to milk a little clock and give that punter a little bit more room. But now on third down and eight, I think you dial up your, your best run play and try to get five or six here. That's going to be a handoff to Dylan Ball. Breaks out one tackle. He's out to the 20-yard line before he stopped there. Tackle made by James Rail as well as Colin Corliss, junior and a freshman combo there. Gain of two on the play, fourth down, six to go for the Deckerville Eagles. It looks like the punt team's coming on. Yeah, absolutely. They, they get two yards on the play. That's not enough in this side of your field to go for it, and they will punt it away. We'll see if they do anything different here, Clark. They've kicked it to the middle of the field now to Owen Corliss a couple times. I mean, at this point, I think you've got to try as hard as you can to angle that thing out of bounds. At least if it's a short punt and it rolls out of bounds, you don't let Corliss beat you. And that was a very ugly kick and punt from Hunter Garza goes out of bounds, roughly about the 37-yard line. And so Kingston will start on the plus side of the field, a 14-yard punt 
gives Kingston favorable field position as they already lead by 12 points, 26 to 14, with 518 remaining in the first half. Well, the last time they punted it to him, he took it down to the 15 yard line <laughs> yeah. with a chance to score. So, I, it, it's ugly as it was, it was intentional, Clark. That they were trying to angle it away from him. They loved another 10 out of it before it went out of bounds, but at least now it's a little bit longer field. But Kingston certainly has the leverage in this game. They've had the better field position. They're going to start yet another drive in Deckerville territory. The ball down at the 37-yard line, and Owen Corliss and company comes on the field with 5.18 to go in the second quarter. Two wide each way, and it's Owen Corliss on the keeper around the right end. Has known in front of him. He's going to be trying to be tracked down. He breaks out of one tackle from Ian Flanagan, but he actually stepped out of bounds after an eight-yard gain. So Ian Flanagan will be credited for that tackle as Owen Corliss pretty much had no idea where he was in the field. Tried to turn it upfield, but he's already out of bounds. He had no intention of stopping there. He was reversing fields, and he's, he's okay with taking uh, taking a loss or losing positive yardage that he's already earned because he knows he's one big play away from scoring again. Second down, two to go. Five minutes and ten seconds remain in the second quarter. Kingston 26, Deckerville 14. Owen Corliss gets the call from head coach Brandon Jones. Head coach since 2017 for the Deckerville, for the Kingston Cardinals. Still looking for that first victory over Deckerville. Kingston has not defeated Deckerville since 1987. That was 18 games ago. Second down, two to go. That game was in Kingston. Owen Corliss staying in the pocket, looking to pass downfield. Has a wide open, and it is brought in. They're going to say no. It, it was hit the turf first at the 10-yard line, brought in by Turner Marquardt. Falls incomplete, so it's now a third down and two. As Phil Granovich calls that incomplete. I completely agree with him. I think it was the right call. I that think ball, so too. You can see that ball rolling around. <clears throat> That's the second time on that throw in the last two series that Owen Corliss had him. He was open and he's underthrown it. Short armed it just a little bit. A little bit more air. You got to get that thing up in the air. Those receivers, his receiver six one with a wingspan yet more than that. You got to get that ball up in the air. It, it's, even if he doesn't score a touchdown, right? You complete the pass. It's a big gain. It's a new set of downs in the red zone. Now it's third down. Deckerville with a chance to get off the field. Same formation. Now three receivers to the left, and they're going to be quarterback keeper. Break Owen Corliss cuts up field, has the first down, cuts around the hash, and he's going to be brought down by an infantry there at the 33-yard line, leading the way. Uh, number nine, Ian Flanagan out of the secondary. Move the chains. A third down conversion for Kingston. That's something I think that may be the first one this evening, actually. As now they're one for one on third downs. Excuse me, one for two on third downs. First and ten to go from the 22-yard line. Yeah, it's, it's 46 Connor Palmer there that gets in there first. It's number 90 and Flanagan that cleans him up. And he, it's too late, though. They already give up the first down. And they just roll Owen Corliss to whatever side of the field they want and let him maneuver his way around the field. Change of direction is so fast, so quick, and he doesn't lose any speed when he does it. Fresh set of downs for the Cardinals as they look to try and score again. First and 10 from the 22-yard line. Shotgun snap over to Owen Corliss going to the far sideline. He and Olsen, number 10, Dylan Ball, comes out of nowhere and brings him down for no gain on the play. Actually going to mark him down for a yard loss. About a half foot, half yard loss, but regardless, back out to the 23-yard line. Second down, 11 to go. You know, Owen Corliss was averaging 17 and a half yards a carry no, before that. That one's going to bring it down oh, tremendously. Man. But in all seriousness, a great tackle there in open space by Dylan Ball because Owen Corliss was lining up that cutback change of direction that he does so well, reversing back to the middle of the field, and Dylan Ball cuts him down before he's, he's able to do anything in a loss of one. Second down, 11. Two wide to the right, two to the left. Owen Corliss in the shotgun. 
343 and counting. Owen Corliss on the quarterback keeper right up the gut. No one there to beat him. And finally upended inside the 10 at the 10-yard line by Connor Palmer running from behind and moved the chains. First and goal to go for the Kingston Cardinals. Now you see the young quarterback that time when he swarmed in the middle of the field, put both hands on the football and covered up because there's, there's guys there. Number 30 was one of them, Preston Holloman. They're like, that's fine. You want to stand up and keep fighting for extra yards? We'll just rip at that ball and try to force another turnover. Good job taking care of the football after another nice gain and a new set of downs for the Kingston Cardinals. First and goal to goal, nose of the football right on that 10-yard line. One receiver to the right or to the left, two to the right. Owen Corliss in the shotgun tailback behind him. Screen pass in the flats over to Turner or Turner Marquardt. Gets down to about the fall, the six-yard line before he's upended by Ian Flanagan out of the secondary, making the stop. Four-yard catch and run for Turner Marquardt. Second down, goal to go from the six. Yeah, soft coverage, right? You see the secondary, number nine, Ian Flanagan playing way off, basically just inside the, uh, the end zone line. So... Just to drop back, throw it to your receiver quick, and let him do the rest. So it's an easy pitch and catch for four or five yards before he's even touched. They'll take that every time if you're going to leave him that far open. Two wide each way. Corliss in the shotgun stands on his own 10-yard line. Line of scrimmage at the six. Facing the defense of Deckerville, trying to tack on another score. Sorry, 26-14 quarterback keeper. Spins out of two tackles, and he's going to be stopped. And on a forward progress, gets down to about the two-yard line. Finally brought down by Preston Holman on the Deckerville defense. Nice little gain there. Gain of four. Third down, goal to go from the two. I think if you're Deckerville, you got to keep gambling, right? Like, the right thing to do on that jet sweep read option was hand the ball off to number eight coming across. James Wilson, if he hands it off to him, there is nobody out there except for his two receivers blocking the two defensive backs. I think he strolls into the end zone. But Owen Corliss there keeps it himself. He's got to spin. He's got to drag defenders just to get inside that area. Deckerville's not buying the jet sweep right now and does a good job of corralling Owen Corliss short of the end zone line. Corliss with rail behind him, hands off to rail, and he's going to be brought down but falls forward into the end zone. Is he no signal yet? They're saying fourth down. So it gets about a yard before he meets Brady Sharbowski. Falls forward but short of the goal line. So now fourth and goal to go from the half-yard line. Oh, that is so close. I thought James Rail got that second effort, powered him in, but they're going to put the full amount of the football inside the one-yard line. 110 to go in the half. Kingston already up 12, and it's fourth down in inches as they'll line up to go for it. The ninth play of this drive for Kingston. Their productivity just plummeting here. As they're fourth and goal to go from the half-yard line, less than a minute to play in this first half. Yeah, they're just going to let that, that clock run down and call a timeout here, Clark, and talk about a play. Mind you, Kingston has 21 plays for 296 yards on offense. And an additional five plays on special teams for another 108 yards. For 26 plays, 404 yards on the night. Deckerville altogether, including special teams, which is 104 yards, 133 altogether, as Kingston calls their final timeout of this first half with 47 seconds left. It's Kingston 26, Deckerville 14. Dave Hansen, what do you think Brandon Jones is setting up for the play? Uh, he, he would have called the play in a normal situation, but he wanted to run down that clock as far as possible and just make sure that Deckerville has very little time left for this last for their last series of, the, of this half. But, uh, you know, when you're a spread offense, being being fourth and goal from the one isn't as easy as you think. Um, for me, it's hard to take the ball out of Owen Corliss's hands, but 
James Rail has been really efficient running the football with his three carries. It's all happened in the red zone. And I don't know if Deckerville would quite be ready for it, trying to figure out where Owen Corliss is going to take off next. I think I would give James Rail a chance to power this thing in for my team because it's a very finesse offense, right? So when you are when you have to punch it in, when push comes to shove from that one-yard line, your most physical player with the football is James Rail. I think I'd hand it off to him. If you're going by time of possession in this ballgame, don't. Deckerville has the ball for 13 minutes and 47 seconds. 74% of the time, Kingston just 4 minutes and 55 seconds. One of the most overrated stats according to Doug Cole. So, to know he's so passionate about time possession. We've, we've seen a few teams in our day, Clark, that scored in a yes. hurry and uh, even won a state championship ring, and they didn't care how long they had the football no. either. Fourth and goal to go from less than a yard line. And now we have a timeout called by Dan Brown and the Deckerville defense. Assistant head coach here, brother of Bill Brown, with 47 seconds left. So, Dave Hansen, what do you think Dan Brown saw, and what do you think how they <laughs> this, reacted? This is this Keep is just, out of the end zone. This, is old, this the, is old school chess match, right? We'll wait till they line up just before they snap the ball. We'll run on the field and call timeout and uh, adjust with, with how they line up on the field. Doesn't mean that the offense won't change, but... Uh, you want to see what they line up. You're going to ask your receivers to go, your defensive backs go one-on-one -on -one with the receivers. I think, number one, you have to stop the run. If they throw it and throw for a touchdown, good for them. But, number one, they got to contain the edges because that's where Owen Corliss is going to attack. And if they hand it off to James Rail, it is going to be between the hash marks. So I think you just got to gamble that it's a run play, go all in for it. And if you guess right and make the stop, uh, it's a big momentum swift, uh, change of pace going into the half. So Deckerville has one timeout remaining. I don't think they're going to try and ice the, the offense here, per se. But fourth and goal to go from the half-yard line of Deckerville. Kingston knocking on the door, trying to tack on, get them above the 30-point mark. It's 26-14, to 14, a 12-point lead. Deckerville's 14 points coming off of a strip six and a kick return from Hunter Garza. Sharbowski with a 96-yard strip six for the score. Owen Corliss in the shotgun. James Rail behind him. There's the snap, and it's a handoff to James Rail, and he's in the end zone. Touchdown, Kingston. 43 seconds remain in the first half, and it is now Kingston 32, Deggerville 14, as James Rail dipped and dived and found himself into the end zone untouched for the score. And tack on six more points for the Cardinals on the road, leading... 32-14 to 14 with the two-point conversion still upcoming. Considering it was a one-yard touchdown, you're, actually, you're absolutely right, Clark, because he runs at that left guard. There's no room there. He's got a jump step back to the right and fouls his right guard into the end zone, falls ahead for that full yard that he needs for a touchdown. Good vision, good patience, and then using that power when he finds just the slightest opening to punch it into the end zone, and Kingston will line up for two. Try to make this a 20-point ball game. Receiver wide to the right, Tanner James. James Rail behind at the tailback position in the shotgun is Owen Corliss. Rolling to his right, looking pass. Throws downfield, gets hammered, is brought in. The two-point conversion is good on the catch brought in by Lawson Lyons. It's a 20-point ball game. Kingston 34, Deckerville 14 with 43 seconds left in the first half on the W. At LW Sports Network.
The kick comes in from Kingston's James Wilson kicking off into the hands of Hunter Garza. This time he gets out for maybe five yards as he's brought down by Kingston special teams at the 30-yard line. So a 70-yard field in front of him, 38 seconds before the half is over. Kingston 34, Deckerville 14. Kingston scoring in a fourth and goal to go from the one on a James Rail one-yard dive. Two-point conversion also good. It was a little slower fashion for the Cardinals there on offense, but it was a job well done, right, because they took the clock down under 40 seconds, and now Deckerville with not much time here on offense to try to counter. Dylan Ball gets the handoff. He gets out for one yard, and he's brought down by number one as well. Tanner James on the stop. Second down, nine to go. Deckerville hurry up offense here. 23 seconds left. Already there's the snap. Another handoff to Dylan Ball, and this one goes for another one yard and nothing there. And 15 seconds left. Tackle made by Kingston's Miles Spencer defensive end. King Deckerville already at the line. Two tight ends set. Eye formation behind Hunter Garza, the sophomore quarterback. Back to pass. Has time to throw to the near sideline in the flats. Brought in by Chris Kosley. He's tackled out of bounds by Lawson Lyons. Stops the clock with one second left in the first half. Clock keeping impeccable here for the home team for Deckerville. One, one last play. We'll see what Coach Brown has uh, in the toolbox here. But uh, this is a long ways to go even for that Hail Mary. 34-14, to 14, a 20-point lead for the Kingston Cardinals on the road. As fourth down, one yard to go for the Deckerville Eagles. And we'll finish this game, or finish this first half. It feels like a game. Most out of my first sheet of paper here on the time possession sheet. Just double-checking the time. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> it's a good thing we enjoy being here, right? Yeah, true. Sweep out to the left side. It's a pitch brought in by Dylan Ball, and he has the first down, but then he's going to be meet a troop of white jerseys at the 45. Lawson Lions leading that. And we've reached the end of the second quarter with a 20-point lead in favor of the Kingston Cardinals. Kingston 34, Deckerville 14 on the WLW Sports Network. When we return, we'll have your halftime performance from the Deckerville Eagles marching band right here on the WLW Sports Network. It's halftime in Deckerville, and the Kingston Cardinals leading by 20 points, 34 to 14. And now we listen in to the Deckerville Marching Band on the field. Thank you. 
You're listening to the WLW Sports Network at the half. It is 34-14 to 14 in favor of the Kingston Cardinals in Deckerville, Michigan. When we return, we'll have your entire first half recap. There's plenty to go over, so hang on to your seats, folks. We'll be back in just a moment. Sports Network at the half. It is a 20-point lead in favor of the Kingston Cardinals, 34-14. to 14. And Dave Hanson, we better start now to get through all these scoring plays of the first half. You got it. I'll do my best not to miss any. Kingston scored first on a James Rail 12-yard touchdown run. It was their third play from scrimmage. Eight minutes to go in the first quarter. Two-point conversion, no good. Duckerville takes the following kickoff to the house, 79 yards. Hunter Garza, their two-point pass fails. All square, 6-6, six, six, eight, eight minutes remain in the first quarter. On the first play of the next drive, Owen Corliss hits Turner Marquardt on a 65-yard touchdown pass. The two-point run comes up short, and 7.47 to go. Kingston takes the lead, 12-6. Shortly thereafter, Owen Corliss, first play of this next series, 72-yard touchdown run, two-point pass, no good. Still in the first quarter. Deckerville would score on the last play of the first quarter. Owen Corliss trying to push the pile. Four yards to go into the end zone. He is stripped by Brady Sharbowski. 96 yards the other way to the house. And Garza hits Palmer for the two-point conversion. So at the end of the first quarter, Kingston 18, Deckerville 14. In the second quarter, though, all Cardinals. Corliss hits Marquardt again, this time 60 yards. The two-point run by Tanner James is good. Kingston extends its lead 26-14. Later in the second quarter, Kingston would score again on a fourth and goal from the one. Rail rumbles in from a one-yard out. Lions catches the two-point pass, and at half, Kingston would extend the lead 34 over the home Deckerville Eagles 14. Kingston with a total of 405 yards of offense on 27 plays. That's including special teams on specifically offense. 22 plays, 297 yards, 15 carries, 168 yards, and one fumble, three touchdowns. Though, in the passing game, Owen Corliss is 3 of 7 for 129 yards and two scores, no interceptions, 43% completion rate for the junior play caller. Owen Corliss leading the way from the rushing attack with 10 carries, 139 yards, and a score. He did have that strip fumble, which resulted in six points for Deckerville. He's averaging just a lone 13.9 yards per carry, including a 72-yard long run. Carried the ball 67% of the time for the Kingston Cardinals in that first half. James Rail, four carries, 31 yards, and two scores. Carried the ball 27% of the time. And Turner Marquardt, one carry for a loss of two on the play. Receiving the ball, Turner Marquardt, three receptions on five targets in two scores, 129 yards, averaging 43 yards per catch, completing 60% of his passes attempts. Tanner James, 0 for 1, Lawson Lions, also 0 for 1. Of course, he had that two-point conversion as well. Deckerville, 
36 yards on 22 carries, one completion on one attempt for five yards, 41 total yards of offense thrown in special teams, though, and you have 150 total on 29 plays. Six plays of special teams for 109 yards and a score, which, of course, was that kick return for 70-some yards, 72 yards or so from Hunter Garza. Dylan Balls, 15 carries, 36 yards. Chris Kozel, one carry for two yards. Hunter Garza, six carries for a loss of two, including all the sacks. One for one through the air for Hunter Garza, the sophomore play caller, for five yards. Chris Kozel bringing in that pass. On special teams, we don't talk about it much, but Hunter Garza, two returns for a total of 84 yards and a score, 79 yards on that kick return. Ian Flanagan, the other return for 12 yards. Defense for Kingston. 31 tackles, two tackles for a loss, one sack for the Deckerville Eagles, 15 tackles, one touchdown, one tip pass, and one fumble recovery. Tanner James leading the way with 10 tackles, including two for a loss. James Rail at eight, Colin Corliss and Miles Spencer each at three. Miles Spencer also had a sack, then Lawson Lyons and Michael DeRoser, uh, DeRosu with two. Connor Palmer for the Deckerville Eagles leading with four tackles. Dylan Ball and Preston Holman with three tackles each. Ian Flanagan, two tackles and one tip pass. Hunter Garza, Parker Merriman, and Brady Sharbowski with one tackle each. Sharbowski also had the fumble recovery for the score from 96 yards out. Steve Hansen, score sheet kind of shows exactly what we're seeing so far as well, where it's a lot of kinks and big plays. They've only had 22 plays of offense, but they have five touchdowns to show for it. It's hard to believe that Deckerville and Kingston have ran almost the same amount of plays, right? Deckerville's run 23 plays to Kingston's 22. Kingston's threatening 300 yards in that first half, just a couple yards shy of 300 yards of total offense. No special teams included. Deckerville, 23 plays, 41 yards to go, averaging 1.8 yards per play. And that, that's just been the story of the game. Deckerville is in this game a little bit because of a big-time defensive play and a kick return. If it wasn't for those borderline fluky plays, we could easily be looking at 40 to nothing right now. And that's saying that Owen Corliss had a couple open receivers in the middle of the field where he underthrew them and those balls fell incomplete. But if he hits that receiver in stride, he's got a couple more touchdowns on his uh, on his resume for tonight. But uh, just a couple mistakes by Kingston, not many. A couple bad false start penalties, which they've clearly overcame, and, and a couple short-arm throws that just didn't quite get to his receiver. But those receivers are open. Owen Corliss's ability to make people miss, change of direction, all those things have now opened up the passing game. And the Deckerville defense, uh, it's not that they're a bad defense, but the way Kingston plays their offense, it almost feels like the opposing defense doesn't have enough players on the field. That's how easy this Kingston offense is making it look. Deckerville won the toss to begin this game, elected to receive, so to make matters worse, they're going to be kicking off to the high-potent offense of the Kingston Cardinals. Number seven, Hunter Garza, quarterback, also kicker for this Deckerville squad, will be kicking things off, and it kicks it mid-range, kick brought in at the 29-yard line by number five, Owen Corliss. Streaking down, and he's brought down at about the 45-yard line. That's actually James Wilson on the tackle, on the carry and return for the Kingston special teams brought down by Deckerville's number 46, Connor Palmer, defensive end, also tight end on defense and offense. First and 10 for the Kingston Cardinals, left right across the radio at their own 45-yard line. 55 yards in front of them for Paydirt. Yeah, it's one of the few times that Kingston started in their own side of the field tonight, <laughs> yes. right? They've just had big special teams. Their defense is forced uh, punting from their own end zone of Deckerville, but come back on the field, their traditional offense. You see Owen Corliss in the backfield by himself, two receivers to the right and two to the left. 
Corliss in the shotgun. He gets a snap from his own 45. Going to be keeping for himself, and Deckerville swarms to it. Leading the way was Connor Palmer coming from the defensive end. Trags him down just after a two-yard gain as he was brought down with authority by Connor Palmer. Much larger man there. Second down, eight to go from the 47. Yeah, Connor Palmer does a good job. Dylan Ball in there as well, but it, it's a design quarterback draw, right? Snap it to the quarterback, a little delay looking down the field, and then take off. But that play you take off, you go right through the middle, right between the defensive tackles and the ends, and uh, there wasn't any room. Connor Palmer shut the door on that. Dylan Ball from the linebacker spot comes in, cleans him up. Uh, very little gain, maybe one on the play for Owen Corliss. Two wide each way, Corliss in the shotgun. Man in motion to the near sideline, James Wilson. Quarterback keeper again, and Deckerville making some adjustments at halftime, and Dylan Ball bringing him down just after a three-yard gain and cleaning him up as well was number 20, Brady Sharbowski. Defensive end, also linebacker, depending on the formation. Third down, five to go for midfield. The difference with those two plays is they, they for Kingston, they dialed up two run plays for their star quarterback to go into the middle of a tough Deckerville defense, and both times that Deckerville defense Put good hits on him that time. No, I was going to say, Deckerville's hitting hard now in the second half. Yeah, Owen Corliss is a little bit uh, catching his breath there. That He got chopped right in the middle there. Great tackle by, uh, I think it was Sharbowski that hit him. A clean hit, but a physically and a hard hit. Was able to dive into him, and Corliss wasn't able to dodge most of that. He took it the blunt right to the chest. So third down and five now. They're going to ask him to throw the football. Same formation, Deckerville bringing pressure. Rolls out to his left. He has room to run. He has the first down and runs out of bounds. Safely at the 42-yard line, as Steve Hansen called that when he saw a maroon jersey in front of him. He said, I'm going to go out of bounds. I Move the chains, though, at the Deckerville 43. And I can't blame him. It's a long season. You're ahead by 20. They're early in the first half, he was jumping back to the middle of the field, spinning, looking for that, looking to make that next guy miss. But in this case, third down and five, I'm just going to stumble my way out of bounds here and avoid that third hit in a row. And, and that's what Deckerville's got to do. They put a couple hits on him now. They dial up the pass, but Owen Corliss sees, looks for his first two weapons. There's nothing there, but they're deep routes, and they take the defensive backs with him, and he's able to follow them around the field, just takes it for himself as he sees open space. Smart move, get out of bounds, and a new set of First and 10 from the 43. Best screen pass to the right side. Brought in by Turner Marquardt. He breaks out of one tackle. and He's finally tracked down at about the 20, maybe the 30-yard line. Brought down by Dylan Ball from behind. Enough to move the chains. It was a 13-yard regain on the pass. Move the chains down to the 30. It's one of those tough places to be, right, Clark? You're a freshman on an island against this 6-1 receiver. And... If I play off of him, they just throw a quick screen pass to him, and now he's got nine yards of space between us to make me miss, which he did there. But if I come up and play press coverage, if I can't stay with him. If he if he streaks down the field, he's got to step on me, and he'll beat me deep. It's a really tough place to be, and uh, they're lucky that number 10, Dylan Ball, came over to help out and clean that tackle up. Otherwise, after the missed tackle, I thought Turner Marquardt was going to score for the third time tonight. Two wide to the right, one to the left. James Rail at the tailback behind Corliss, and it's going to be handoff and this fumble on the play. It's be, it's good. This ball is a 50-50 ball as both teams jumped on it, and it looks like Owen Corliss got his hands on it. Back at the 31-yard line. Nearly. That hit the turf. It absolutely did hit the turf. His bad handoff to James Real, but didn't have it before he started running down the field, and Deckerville nearly came up with it. That's the risk with that read option, right? He wanted Rail to take it. Rail again assumes that their star quarterback's going to keep it, and neither guy takes it. It's not like it was bad or it was good. It was there. Nobody took it. The ball drops, and uh, leave it to your quarterback to dive back on it, save this possession for what it is, and now they'll... Basically at the line of scrimmage. They don't really get hurt there, but it's second down in 10. 
Rear air for Kingston on offense. Two wide to the left, one to the right. Rail behind Corliss in the shotgun. Good snap. Screen pass to the far left side. This time to Turner Marquardt. Breaks, tries to break out of it. Nothing there. Gets out for maybe three yards. Dylan Ball as well as David Shanks on the stop. Hard fought three yards there for the screen pass to the left side, third down and seven. So I didn't like the first two play calls for Kingston no. where you set up your quarterback to get smeared in the middle of a of a Deckerville defense, right? So now what have you seen? You've seen your quarterback run out of bounds, and now you've seen quick passes, getting the ball out of his hands quickly. They tried handing it off, and that fails. So a screen pass goes nowhere. Deckerville's defense flying around a little bit, following the football there. That time they're not fooled by that screen pass. You see both... Defensive backs come over, the linebacker rotates over, and then it's three on two. They're able to make that tackle after a short three-yard gain. Now let's force Kingston to use all four downs to beat you here. Same formation working off the left hash. A flag flies this morning. It's going to be a free play as the tackle made as a handoff to James Rail, immediately brought down by Dylan Ball. Out to the 30, excuse me, the 26-yard line for maybe two yards. But now Congress is in session. It's actually going to be it appears to be on Kingston. Illegal shift on Kingston. It's interesting that they let that play continue. Yeah, that should be a I would have thought ball. that would have been a dead ball foul. But in this case, because the run went nowhere, essentially uh, no game, maybe a gain of one, uh, Coach Brown's going to decline the penalty and bring it fourth down and six, roughly. Fourth and seven from the 27-yard line. First down marker right at the 20. I think Left right across the radio. I think that's what the Kingston coaches are trying to explain right now. We'd rather be third down yeah. and 12. <laughs> Give me two plays at this. <laughs> two wide to the left. That's Austin DeRusso and James Wilson. To the right, that would be Tanner James and Turner Marquardt. Owen Corliss, Albines Lonesome in the shotgun. Rolling to his left, he is in trouble. He's getting, He's been known and he breaks out of that, but he's brought down in the backfield as he lost his footing back at the 31-yard line of the Deckerville sideline is fired up. A turnover on downs, and Kingston comes up empty-handed on their first drive of the second half. 7-14 left in the third. Kingston still leading, though, by 20 points, 34-14. Yeah, I'm not in love with the play call. I think you got to stick to your base offense there, right? Get that guy going in motion, run that jet sweep read option, overload one of the sides. If it's just a straight drop back, you are asking your offensive line to block these bigger guys in Deckerville, and they just blow up the line of scrimmage, and there's no decision to be made. Corliss has got to run around, and he gets chased down, slips up a little bit on the turf, and loses yardage and a turnover of downs. Dylan Ball on the handoff gets out for a six yards, actually. Big chunk there as he's brought down by uh, Tanner James for the Kingston Cardinals. Gain of six, second down and four from the 38. It seems hypocritical to call that a big chunk, but the way yeah. that Deckerville runs their offense, that, that is a big game. That's what they want. First down, now they can do whatever they want here on second down. It's a pitch out to the left side to Dylan Ball trying to find a seam. He's out across the 40, and he's ripped down by Lawson Lyons at the 43-yard line. But looks like he got the first down by one yard, moved the chains. So a gain of six when they needed five. At the 30, at the 44-yard line, starting to march down the field. Yeah, nice physical tackle there by Lawson, but uh, the job is already done. And that's the first time we've seen that sweep to the outside from that I formation actually work. They block it down all the way to the sideline and get two plays and get a fresh downs for the Eagles. It's a handoff to Dylan Ball up the gut, gets out for four yards, which has been pretty much status quo for him this entire evening. James Rail brings him down 
as a starting linebacker for the Kingston defense. Second down and six from the Deckerville 48-yard line, trailing by 20, 20 points, 34-14. to 14. Just what you got to keep doing, right? Slow this pace down. If you get into a fast of a pace that plays right into Kingston's game plan, slow it down, methodical, get these three-yard runs in on each play, and try not to lose the yardage. Dylan Ball bounces off two would-be tacklers, gets across midfield, and brought down to the 49 of Kingston. They're going to say give that credit to Hunter Vanivi on the stop. Third down and manageable, third down and three from the Kingston 49. Yeah, that's impressive because Dylan Ball stands at about 5'10", 160, and Hunter Vanivi is six foot 230, and he's able to break free of that tackle and dive ahead to make sure he gets that three yards that he's looking for. Pretty poor tackling there that time by Kingston. High formation, and it's a sweep out to number 10, Dylan Ball, and he's forced out of bounds by Kingston's DeCallan Corliss, the freshman. No gain of the play, actually going to mark him down back inside of Deckerville territory for a loss of two on the play. So there was Deckerville blockers everywhere there, but Colin Corliss, 22 of Kingston, blows through two of them and still makes a tackle. True freshman, 5'11", 180-pound freshman, blows through two blockers. Those blockers from Deckerville have to engage and knock that defender off balance to allow the running back to find a lane to cut through. He's waiting for his blockers to pick somebody up. It doesn't happen. The play goes nowhere. Back to pass on fourth and four, and is at over the reach. Hit the far hand as this was a little overthrown. Pass was intended. For Deckerville's big tight end, Derek Osborne, six foot four, is 260-pound senior, and they can cannot convert on fourth and four, and it's going to be a turnover on downs. Both teams starting the second half with turnover on downs, and Kingston's back on the offensive side of the ball with 5:33 remaining in the third quarter. Yeah, Derek Osborne is 6'4", 260, and he got he slipped behind the defense. They they were expecting run because that's what Deckerville does 97% of the time, and uh, they let the big man escape free, and that's just a miss by Hunter Garza. It was a good throw, but he is not the speedy guy. He let him way too far. Matter of fact, you got to throw that ball with a little more air. Let that big tight end go get it because as great as a touchdown is, a big completion there was all you needed. You had the defense fooled. Got to connect on those throws. That is as easy a throw as you're going to get and just overthrows it a little bit, and the ball falls harmlessly to the ground as Kingston's offense comes on the field. Kingston 34, Deckerville 14, 533 left in the third quarter. Two wide each way. Corliss in the backfield by himself. First and 10 from the Deckerville 49-yard line, leading by 20. It's going to be quarterback keeper right up the middle, and he's going to be upended right away by Connor Palmer. Jumped out of his tackles. He's gone through the front gap there and all of a sudden there is a very large man six foot 220 pounds senior seemed much taller than that in pads and owen carlos was met with authority and now it's second down nine to go not exactly the play call i was thinking no me either because you're back to this design quarterback draw which in theory could have worked because both the ends come in free but nobody blocks Connor Palmer and if they did credit to him because he threw him off so quick he runs Owen Corliss runs right into the arms of Connor Palmer and if that's the case you're not going anywhere two wide each way man in motion Turner Mark Horton is going to be a quarterback keeper right off the gut and now he's out for the running down to the 30 down to the 20 to the 10 to the 5 a touchdown Kingston Owen Corliss scrambles in from 48 yards out with 442 still remaining in the third quarter, and now Kingston leads 40-14 to 14 in the third with a two-point conversion upcoming. That's what we've been talking about. Get back to that jet sweep, read option, get the defense thinking you might hand it off, and allow your quarterback to observe the end. 
You watch the end. If he follows the play, then you take the ball away from your receiver slash running back in this jet sweep option and take it where he leaves. That's exactly what happens. The end collapses. Corliss takes it around the outside, and then it's a sprint, and there isn't anybody on this field or in this stadium going to catch him, and he flies all the way untouched into the end zone back to the big plays and a touchdown for Kingston. Kingston held the ball for less than a minute, 49 yards later, on a Corliss 48-yard run on the keeper. Going for two, trying to make this a 42-14 ball game. Corliss with Rail behind him. Pitch out to Rail, and he's wide open into the end zone. Two-point conversion is good. It is Kingston 42, Deckerville 14 with 442 left in the third quarter on the WLW Sports Network. Kingston go back, goes back to their winning ways and their successful ways, and Owen Corliss scrambles out from 48 yards out in for six points. James Rail with a two-point conversion on the run makes us a 42-14 point lead in favor of the Kingston Cardinals, leading by 28 points. 4.42 still left in the third quarter. Yeah, they got a little uncharacteristic there. You just stick with what you know, run what's worked so far this game, and that's that jet sweep read option. All your quarterback to observe the end. That's exactly what happens. Turns out to another big game. Kingston's kick comes in by Hunter Garza. Brought to the 30-yard line, and he had one man to beat, and he would have been absolutely gone. But instead, he's brought down by Kingston's Colin Corliss, the freshman on special teams, bringing him down at the 41-yard line. So Deckerville will take the field with a 59-yard field in front of him, trailing by 28 points, 42-14, to 434 left in the third quarter still. I know, it feels like this has been one of the longest games, but how exciting has it been, right? These big plays are incredible <laughs> to, to watch. You know, the defensive plays, kick returns, it just you just are on the edge of your seat constantly. And I'm not saying every eight-player game is this exciting, but when you get two quality football teams like Deckerville's program, Kingston has some fantastic athletes right now. These games are a lot of fun to watch. 4.34 in the third quarter. Deckerville. A little miscommunication here trying to get this play set up as they have two receivers wide to the right. And now it's going to be a quarterback keeper right at the middle to Hunter Garson. That one goes nowhere as the white jerseys flock to him. And they're going to say forward progress has him brought down to the 41-yard line, brought down by Stephen Hag as well as Miles Spencer. A loss of a yard in the play, and we have a timeout call by Bill Brown as he was not too pleased with his team's performance on that last play. I'm surprised he didn't call timeout before they snapped that play. There was absolute uh, a mess in the backfield. You had both running backs assuming to go to the eye. You saw Hunter Garza waving them. He wanted them to go out, split out wide as a wide receiver. By the time they got out there, they snapped it to the quarterback, and he just took it straight ahead, run right into the back of his offensive lineman. Nowhere to go, completely blown up by that Cardinals defense. Looked like Mark Sanchez out there. <laughs> Except he did uh, not fumble. They did not fumble, correct. 422 left in the third quarter. Other area scores. Last we heard, it was Harbor Beach leading uh, Sandusky in the third quarter, 22 nothing. Obley leading Cassidy at halftime, 35 nothing. And then Badex in the first quarter leading Vassar, 14 nothing. So a lot of lopsided games here. Shutouts in the Greater Thumb Conference so far. Of course, right here, Kingston 42, Deckerville 14, 422 left in the third quarter. 
And mind you, Deckerville hasn't scored an offensive touchdown yet. No. That's right. You heard that. They have 14 points. They have not scored an offensive touchdown yet in this game. And just 57 yards of actual offense on 30 plays, averaging 1.9 per play. Now it's 22 to 6 with to put two our, minutes left to, in the third. I'll have to put our stat guy to work, but Deckerville has 57 yards of total offense. How many individual plays of over 57 yards does Kingston <laughs> have in this game? As it's a quick handoff coming out of the timeout, and Dylan Ball hands it off, or gets the handoff, and he goes absolutely nowhere out to the 41-yard line. And now it's going to be a third down, 11 to go from the 41. Wheels starting to fall off here for Deckerville. Yeah, this offense just has not gotten it going. Clearly 31 plays, 57 yards of offense. They're back to averaging 1.8 yards per play. And on third down and 11, this is just not where you want to be, and that's where this offense has been all night. Going to the pro set, and Kingston dove right through that front line as the ball carrier number 40 for Deckerville. Corbin Sharbowski was brought down by Michael DeRusso. On the defensive end, six foot one, 165-pound senior for the Kingston defense. Fourth and 11 from their own 41. I mean, in normal situation, you just punt this away. But uh, if you went for it, I wouldn't blame you. You'd spread it out and see what Hunter Garza's got throwing the football. Could be fun to watch as well. Uh, typically, Coach Brown punts it away in these situations. Not tonight, though. I formation. Garza I like under it. center, two tight ends set. Fourth and 11 from their own 41. Now man in motion out to the right. To the right. That's Corbin Sharbowski back to pass. Throwing downfield. He is hit long after. And he's brought in and complete into the hands of Connor Palmer. Way down at the 26-yard line. A huge reception there of 44 yards. 34 yards from Hunter Garza into the hands of Connor Palmer. Converts on fourth and 11. And move the chains deep into Kingston territory. I, I like that play call. The you see play action. You see the running back to come out of the backfield is streaking down the far side. You see Connor Palmer from the tight end position just go down to the middle and cut to the sideline. He's one-on-one. -on -one. And a perfect throw by Hunter Garza. Right on the money, over the shoulder, and a perfect throw for a big play. Out of the eye formation, a quick handoff for the Deckerville Eagles into Parker Merriman's hands and brought down by Michael DeRusso, the other number 13 out there. Gets out for one yard out to the 25-yard line. Gain of a yard, second down, nine to go, working out the left hash. Two and a half to play in the third, 42-14. Kingston by 28 points. As big as those plays are on fourth down and long, you're not going to fool that defense very often. They, they got a great route. Good protection there, and Garza makes a great pass. But for Deckerville to get back in this game respectably, they got to get this running game going. It's a quick handoff to number 13, Parker Merriman. He has one man to beat, and he's Owen Corliss whips him out of bounds inside the 10. So it's a play that started at the 25 is finally brought down inside the 10, almost to the 5. Looks like they're going to mark him down at the 6-yard line. So a 19-yard pickup there for Parker Merriman, the sophomore running back, and sets up a first and goal to go for the Deckerville Eagles. He gets through that defensive front, right, that's been tough to penetrate all night. Once he gets through him, he kicks it out to the right side, a little stutter step, and takes it out to that right sideline and had a lot of running room, and it was up to the, the quarterback, defensive back, Owen Corliss, to pull him down. Parker Merriman gets another handoff. He's inside the five, down to about the three-yard line before he's stopped by Miles Spencer, defensive end for the Kingston defense. Second goal to go this time from the three-yard line. Deckerville, just as soon as the wheels are falling off, they put all the spares back on. Uh, but that's the kind of team they are, right? You never count them out. They, uh, one big pass play kind of instills life into this offense. And uh, you see Dylan Ball getting a break, took all the reps in the first half. Parker Merriman getting a shot, showing a little spark here with a couple nice runs. Back to pass, play action down into the back of Wide the open. end zone. Wide open, brought in by Derek Osborne for the score. 
129 left in the third quarter, and the Eagles have their first offensive touchdown of the night. It's now Kingston 42, Deckerville 20 with a two-point conversion upcoming. A minute 29 still left in the third quarter. Now you get two nice runs, and it's really easy to go to play action, and, and Coach Brown calls it at the perfect time. They allow Garza to roll out to the left side, which he's got to plant and cross his body and throw it. But the wide open receiver back there is Osborne in the back of the end zone and a perfect throw. He hauls it in, goes down to the ground inbounds, and gets a much-needed touchdown for this Deckerville Garza team. on the keeper gets down to about the half-yard line before he is upended by Michael DeRusso. Two-point conversion no good, but the Deckerville Eagles get into the end zone for the first time. On offense, Kingston 42, Deckerville 20 with a minute 29 left in the third quarter right here on the WLW Sports Network. Deckerville scores on eight plays, covering 59 yards, taking three minutes and 13 seconds off the clock, capped off with an Osborne three-yard catch from Hunter Garza for the score. Two-point conversion fails. It is now Kingston 42, Deckerville 20, with a minute 29 left in the third quarter. And one way to keep the kick returns out of Owen Corliss's hands is kick it directly out of bounds. That would have been out of bounds even on an 11-player field. And so now they will start things off where it went out of bounds at the 42-yard line, first and 10 for the Kingston Cardinals, leading by 22 points. It's a jet sweep handoff to Turner Marquardt, turns up field, and a second effort gets out across midfield and gets a very close to that first down marker. Tackle made by Deckerville's number 20, Brady Sharbowski, defensive end linebacker, depending on the formation. Going to say it's short of the first down marker, nine-yard gain, second down, a yard go from the Deckerville 49. With the amount of times Owen Corliss has kept the ball with all those jet sweep read options, it's just a matter of time that some of these teams are going to just collapse on Owen Corliss and just all in take him away. And a simple handoff like that allows a, another good athlete to get the ball in space. They said hit after about a five-yard gain, dives forward, gets nine on the play, an easy nine, and your quarterback doesn't have to take a hit. Two wide each way, Corliss in the back in the backfield by himself. Quarterback keeper breaks out of two tackles, cuts up field, and trying to scramble away from Hunter Garza. He does. He's now still at his feet at the 45 and finally tracked down to the near sideline, brought down by Ian Flanagan as well as Parker Merriman. When all said and done, he gained three yards. He did about a Barry Sanders 65-yard run instead. I was going to say, he probably realistically ran 30 yards, but uh, a lot of it was lateral and sideways. And uh, good job by Deckerville to stay with him and just keep coming up to take those uh, those sidelines away, which is where he was trying to get to. And looks like that very well may be the last play of this third quarter as the clock is under 15 seconds. And Owen Corliss is still on the sideline with Brandon Jones. So we've reached the end of three quarters, and it's a 22-point ball game. Kingston 42, Deckerville 20 after 36 minutes of play right here on the W at the W Sports Network. The 
temperature continues to drop. We have reached the fourth quarter with a 42 to 20, 22 point lead for the Kingston Cardinals. They're on offense facing a first and 10 team to Deckerville territory, the 45. And it's going to be quarterback keeper for Owen Corliss as he can not get away from that last tackler, but it's still an eight yard gain. When all is said and done, was Deckerville's defense there looks like the number 20 making the stop. Brady Sharbowski also got a little credit on tackler for the uh, umpire. And so it's second down, yard and a half to go for Kingston. Yeah, he said that, that zebra there is a tall, tall dude, and he was protecting his knees big time because they were coming <laughs> right at him. <laughs> Understandably. Second down, they'll say two to go from the 40, excuse me, the 36-yard line of Deckerville. Surrounding two wide each way. Corliss in the shotgun as he has been pretty much the entire evening. 11.20 left in regulation. And it's going to be a quarterback keeper on the draw. And it's going to be met immediately by that front line. Connor Palmer defensive end bringing him down right at the original line of scrimmage for no gain. And now it's going to be third down, still two yards ago. You know who, Connor Palmer, if there's a big stop at the line of scrimmage, it's him as he rotates over from that defensive end position. And, and if you're the quarterback, you made the right decision, right? Deckerville took away the, the read option to the outside. He keeps it up the middle. He sees that opening and he bursts through it. Once you get past that first guy, Connor Palmer's the next guy waiting for you. Hits him right at the line of scrimmage. Doesn't go anywhere, but straight down. No gain on the play. Third down and short for Kingston. Third down, two to go. Receiver wide to the left. The tall glass of water, six foot four, Austin DeRusso. Two wide to the right. James Rail at the tailback behind Owen Corliss, and he's going to be met in the backfield immediately as Preston Holman was there to bring him down the other number 30. Bringing James Rail down, that play had absolutely no chance to make things happen. And it's now fourth and two to go from the 37. Yeah, just a blitz up the middle, right? Let's take away the middle and uh, hope our ends stop Owen Corliss if he keeps it outside. But it's a, it's a dead head off the rail right up the middle, blown up completely by Maroon jerseys, led by number 30, Preston Holman. And I think they got him down for a loss of one on the play. Back to the 37. Fourth and a long two. Nearly three yards. Hunter James still on the sidelines with Brandon Jones. So we've seen Brandon Jones do this in the first half. Uh, pretty much in these big scenarios, we're going to talk about it, let the play clock run all the way down. We'll take as much time as we can, call timeout, and then talk about this play again. So with 9.39 left in the fourth quarter, Brandon Jones calls a timeout, their first of the second half, leading by 22 points, 42-20. to 20. Has really seen quite the second half here. Deckerville starting to come a little bit alive. Kingston still scoring in the ways they do. Uh, it's a little bit play calling going a little out of their normal play calls, but now getting back to things when they need to, and Owen Corliss still can make plays with his feet. Well, it's come back to the middle, right? So Owen Corliss's big plays have been reduced to one this second half, and uh, Kingston's, so we, we joke about time of possession, but it's within four minutes now. So Kingston's drives, they've had to earn it a little bit, right? So Deckerville maintaining some of those bigger plays where on the other side of the ball, Deckerville's offense has found a little life. I think they've had as many yards in this quarter or in the third quarter as they did the whole first half. So they extended a few drives. They got a drive to go all the way down the field and score. Uh, so take some time off the clock, seeing a little bit of positive things on the Deckerville side, but this is a big play for them. They, Deckerville, I'm not saying there's enough time to come back on this Kingston team, but this, they've made an improvement since halftime. This would be a big statement for them, but I, I think this is Owen Corliss's time to keep this thing and make a read for himself where he wants to Fourth go. and two, and it's going to be exactly that. Owen Corliss breaks out. He has the first down, down to the 30, down to the 20-yard line, cuts back in 10-5. Touchdown as he's taunting his players back into the end zone. Touchdown, 
Owen Corliss and the Cardinals from 42 yards out with 9.31 remaining in regulation. Another touchdown for Owen Corliss, this time from 42 yards out, converting on fourth and two in for the score. It's almost too easy, right? Like, it's just, it's, you know, it's coming. I told you it was going to happen. Like, we're just going to snap it to a quarterback and let him decide where he wants to run. And he just drops back. And as soon as he sees the slightest of opening, that burst of speed shows. He had the two yards before we knew it. And all I heard in my ears was, he's gone. <laughs> and that's, that's exactly right. And he makes it look so easy. But unappreciated guys don't go unnoticed, right? Did you see that wide receiver blocking 30 yards downfield, eliminating that defensive back? I think it was 13. Uh, Parker Merriman had nowhere to go, completely blocked out by the wide receiver, which allows Owen Corliss to just do his thing out in space. In the two-point version, it's a reverse back over to number one, Tanner James. He's in for the two-point conversion. And we are now 50 to 20, a 30-point lead for the Kingston Cardinals with 931 left in regulation on the WLW Sports Network. It's 50 to 20. Kingston by 30 points with nine minutes and change left in the fourth quarter. As the kick goes out of bounds, at the 20-yard line, so that will be an illegal procedure. 25 yards from the kick. So Deckerville more than likely will be taking this one at their own 35-yard line. First and 10, left to right across your radio are the maroon jerseys at home. And they very well may be dropping two straight at home at Deckerville. That's, something that doesn't happen to all too often. Yeah, that, that might be a, a record, I think. Least for, at least in our lifetime, I think. Uh, that's, uh, they lost at home to Toledo Christian, lost at home last week to Oakland Christian for 52-44, and losing here to Kingston Public with 9.28 left in the fourth quarter. 50-20, Deckerville back on offense at their own 35. It's going to be a handoff right up the gut. Not much going there at all. Out for a hard-fought three yards. Bottom of the pile would be Dylan Ball somewhere. And stop made by Kingston's Miles Spencer on the stop. You're going to say gain of four. And there's a gain of three on the play. Second down, seven to go. Yeah, Miles Spencer been a little quiet there in the middle of that defense. It's, it's been his job to stop that run in the middle, get in there and pick up that fullback, allowing the rest of the guys to make that tackle. This time they're going to sweep it out to the far side. It's a pitch out to Dylan Ball. There is Kingston to stop it immediately. James Rail as well as Tanner James making sure that one went absolutely nowhere. Loss of three on the play. Back to the original line of scrimmage at the 35-yard line. And now going to be a third down, 10 to go for the Deckerville Eagles. And Deckerville really has not had a lot of success with those pitches. In the third quarter, they had a couple of them in a row where the, the, the fullback and the wide receivers were able to seal off the edges. They physically moved those defenders, allowing the running back to get the edge and get that four or five yards you're looking for in the angle. This time, there's nothing there. As soon as these pitches it, you see white jerseys just explode in the backfield, untouched, and a loss of probably three on that play. Third down and a long 10 for Deckerville on their own 35-yard line. Third down, 10 to go. Two tight ends set. Slot receiver to the right of Connor Palmer. Back to pass, looking downfield. Nothing there comes to the near sideline, goes to a safety valve. That would be Connor Palmer across the 40 and drags some white defenders with him all the way down to the 44, just shy of the first down marker. Tackle made by Owen Corliss as well as Lawson Lyons 
They needed 10. They got nine. Now fourth down, one yard to go at their own 44. This is a typical Bill Brown quarterback sneak situation, right? Yes. I mean, that's, it seems to be a favorite of his. But I love what Hunter Garza does on this play, right? So he drops back. He looks deep. He's covered. It's one-on-one. You could throw it. His other tight end is on the near side here deep. He's one-on-one. You could throw it. He dumps it. He finds his third option. The third guy coming out of the backfield is safety valve. It's Connor Palmer just leaks out. Right at the line of scrimmage, turns around. It's an easy throw and catch, and Connor Palmer does the rest, running a couple guys over and making this fourth down scenario so short. It's a handoff. They got the first down, and he's crossed midfield, and Parker Merriman is finally brought down to the 46-yard line by Tanner James. And nice conversion there on Deckerville facing a fourth and one. They got much more than what that. They get out for 10 yards on Parker Merriman's feet. Parker Merriman's had a little bit of success here running the same offense. He's had a, showing a little sign of life for this team. Uh, he's he's averaging over seven yards a carry in the few carries he's gotten. Eight now, four carries, 33 yards. A little bit of uh, a little bit of excitement for that running game of Deckerville as he's going to stay in the game. Play action pass rowing to the left side is brought in by the tight end, but he's brought down immediately. That's Derek Osborne bringing the pass, but he's upended by Tanner James immediately upon the catch at the 46 of Cass, or, <laughs> Kingston. Just down the road from Cass City. Second time I did that this evening. 7.15, that's what happens when we cover Cass City like four times in the regular season. It's, yeah, not that we are complaining, no. but uh, maybe, it's the, maybe it's the color jerseys. I don't know what it is, but I, I definitely feel you there. But I change of direction here. Tanner James has got 15 tackles on the evening for Kingston, uh, really leading the charge for this defense. And keep in mind, he plays in that secondary, so he's coming up, making a lot of plays at the line of scrimmage. It's a handoff out of the I formation going absolutely nowhere, similar to before. Bottom of the pile would be Parker Merriman. And stop made by James Rail for the Kingston defense after just a gain of a yard. Out to the 45. Third down, nine to go. First down marker, just shy of the 36. And run up the middle there, not, just nowhere to go. We see lots of guys there. James Rail, Miles Spencer, a bunch of guys just stuffing the hole. Nowhere to go up the middle. And now you'll see Deckerville go in the shotgun and two receivers to the right. They bring Chris Kozel all the way to the left side. So one receiver each way now for the Eagles. Parker Merriman to the right. In trouble. Hunter James gonna be or Hunter Garza is gonna be brought down in the backfield. Second time I did that tonight. Old Hunter. <laughs> That's wrong player, wrong team. <laughs> and there is Kingston bringing him down for a huge sack on the play. Brought down by number 53, Miles Spencer, defensive end, six foot, two hundred and five pound junior. And now fourth in a long ways to go, fourth and twenty. Yes, you see both receivers take off. You see both tight ends take off. So protection is limited. Not many guys left. And uh, they, they block as long as they can. Garza rolls out to the right. The pocket breaks down. There's nobody open. It's great pass coverage. And a team that likes to pass the ball, those guys typically play a pretty good defensive back as well, understand what opposing receivers are trying to do. And they're covered like a blanket all the way out there. Nowhere to go. Garza rolls out. Nowhere to go either and takes the sack. Fourth down and long. 16 to go as Deckerville's offense is going to stay on the field here and see what they can come up with. Fourth down, a 16, according to the technical spot of the 46-yard line. They're going to go for it, and they're going to hand it out to Parker Merriman. Goes for zero yards when they needed 16. Just hands things off, and tackled made by Miles Spencer. Defensive end once again, and turnover on downs gives the ball back to Kingston with 5.14 remaining in the fourth quarter. Kingston 50, Deckerville 20. 
30-point lead for the Kingston Cardinals. Yeah, 5-14 left to go in this game, and just a good stop there by Kingston. And that's really been the difference in this game, right? The high-powered Kingston offense is as good as advertised, right? But that defense I talked about early before the game started, they don't get enough credit. They gave up one touchdown today, one touchdown. You know, a, a strip of the quarterback go to the house and a special teams touchdown given up by Kingston. Otherwise, one touchdown allowed on defense. Uh, Deckerville was barely able to get 100 yards of offense. Uh, so credit to that Kingston defense. And, yes, Owen Corliss has been phenomenal tonight. It's a handoff to James Rail across the 40 down to the Deckerville 39-yard line before he's upended after a seven-yard gain. Second down, three to go for the Kingston Cardinals as they're letting this clock roll as much as possible. 4.55 in the ref left in the fourth quarter with a 30-point lead, 50-20 to 20 over Deckerville. Yeah, and this is where... Um, got to count on your running game to finish games right yes you're, you're up by multiple touchdowns in this game but when games are closer that running game has to be good and it's not just snapping your quarterback and freestyle right these other backs the the jet sweep wide receivers they all have to contribute in these scenarios to help run clocks out and win and finish games play clock under 10 waiting to snap this one once it hits five or less Owen Corliss hands it off and is a big run out for James Rail. He has the first down. He's rumbling and stumbling down the field. He breaks out of a tackle down to the five. Touchdown, Kingston. James Rail out from 39 yards in for the score for the 56th point of Kingston's night with 4.18 remaining in regulation. Kingston's throttling on ensuing and ongoing. Yeah, just firing on all cylinders, right? It's just as soon as Owen Corliss decides he's going to hand it off a couple times, James Rail bursts through the line, breaks a tackle, and takes a big run into the end zone for yet another Cardinal touchdown. Trying to make this a 58-20 to 20 lead. So right now it's a 36-point differential, of course, as a running clock scenario with 418 remaining. Clock only stops for timeouts, injuries, and touchdowns. James Rail gets the handoff again on the two-point version. No good on that one. Stop made by Dylan Ball. So the two-point version fails. 4-18 remain in the fourth quarter. Kingston 56, Deckerville 20 on the W. LW Sports Network. Remain in the fourth quarter, and it's Kingston out by 36 points, 56 to 20. As Kingston's offense, everything you can possibly imagine. As that kick comes in and rolls to a rest at the 27 yard line before it's finally scooped up by Deckerville. And the game out was number 13, Parker Merriman, the sophomore. Actually, you know, that was Dylan Ball on the re return. And he gets out to the 27 yard line, 28 yard line, according to the spot where they'll have it first in 10, trailing by 36 points, 4-13 left in the fourth quarter. Kingston 56, Deckerville 20. Yeah, good kick there by Kingston. Is, uh, their special teams you know, has a red flag there. They gave up that big kick return early in this game, so much better kick. You see that low squib kick towards the sideline. It kind of dies. The Kingston special team's got to come up. Excuse me, Deckerville special team's got to come up, pick it up, and weren't able to run anywhere at all. Handoff to Dylan Ball, up the gut, goes for no gain. Tackle made by big man Stephen Hag. Nose guard, 6'3", 230-pound sophomore for Kingston. They're going to give him a yard out to the 29-yard line. Second down in nine to go. 
350 and counting. Yeah, Kingston 56, Deckerville 20. Just uh, an outstanding performance by that Kingston team all the way around. Deckerville showed some signs of life. Uh, this is definitely an, a very high-end caliber Kingston team. Deckerville young, rebuilding. You can see that power football they're trying to continue and build. And you saw some signs of success, but, man, when that first down play doesn't get you that three or four yards, they were behind the eight ball, and Kingston feasted on them all night long. Dylan Ball gets the handoff from Hunter Garza out to the 34-yard line. Stop made by James Wilson, as well as Lawson Lyons, the senior linebacker for Kingston. Third down and five from the 34. A little better run there for Deckerville. Uh, gets four yards in that play right up the middle for Dylan Ball. Harbor Beach leads Sandusky 28 to 6, five minutes left in the fourth in that ball game. As it's a handoff for the Deckerville Eagles, they get the first down as is a scrum all the way out to the 40-yard line. On the bottom of that pile was Corbin Sharbowski, the sophomore running back, bringing the carry, and he's brought down by Stephen Hag on that front line. Move the chains for Deckerville, 240 and counting here in the fourth quarter. Yeah, those are the drives that Deckerville needed this tonight. They, they, if they were going to win this game, they had to slow down the pace. They had to grind out first rounds, long, slow drives, finish with touchdowns. Because Kingston, as many times as they scored, their two-point conversion game was not very good tonight, and uh, that would have been Deckerville's way of trying to steal this one. Handoff to Dylan Ball. Gets out for three, maybe four yards out to the 44-yard line. Stop, stop, stop made by Lawson Lyons. Second down in six. Left right across your radio, two minutes and counting. This one's just academic at this point. No question about it. Nice tackle there by Lions and a, just another short game for Deckerville. Just kind of been the, the what's happened in this offense. Three and four yards are some of the biggest runs they've had all night, and that's a credit to the front of Kingston. They've done a great job stuffing the run. Garza hands it off to Dylan Ball again. He fights and fights all the way out to the 44-and-a-half-yard line before he stopped a gain of a yard. Stop made by Michael DeRusso for the Kingston defense. Third down and five upcoming for Deckerville. A minute 30 remaining in the fourth. 56 for Kingston, 20 for Deckerville. And you just see those running backs running right into the backs of their offensive linemen, the fullback. They kick it outside, and those uh, free-firing linebackers and defensive backs led by Tanner James in the secondary come flying up, read the play, and make a clean hit on a running back, not allowing any progress for the, for the running game. Out of the I-formation, play-action pass, and is brought in by the tight end. That's Connor Palmer. Has the first down and brought down inside Kingston territory at the 43-yard line. Stop made by Miles Spencer, tracking him down. Move the chains with less than a minute to play in regulation. And I think that's a play that Coach Brown is going to kind of remember when he gets later in the season, potentially come playoff time, because I still believe this is a playoff team. I mean... It, they have the ability to. They've had a couple losses already. They probably have to win out to get there, True. Um, which makes it tough. But that's a play that I think they can go back to and look at and remind Hunter Garza, you don't have to look downfield to get a big gain in the passing game. If it's not there, Connor Palmer's had a couple catches here in the second half that he's turned into nice 10-yard gains that they could have used in that first half. Dylan Ball gets the handoff down to the 41-yard line. Stop made by Tanner James as he was being tripped up by himself all the way out to the 41. So a gain of three on the play and less than 10 seconds on the play clock here and game clock as well. And this one is over. Kingston ends a 35-year drought in an 18-game losing streak to the Deckerville Eagles coming into Deckerville and defeating the Eagles 56-20. Your final score. 
Kingston improves to 6-0 on the season with a dominating performance in Deckerville, winning by 36 points over the Deckerville Eagles right here on the WLW Sports Hour. We're going to return in just four short minutes. We'll wrap this whole thing up from Deckerville, Michigan. Final score, Kingston 56, Deckerville 20 in week number six. Michigan, the Kingston Cardinals in commanding fashion take out the Eagles 56 to 20, a 36 point victory in favor of the home, the away team. Deckerville drops their second straight game, both at home, as they were outperformed and outlasted by the Kingston Cardinals 56 to 20. Dave Hansen, watch, tell us. All of our scoring plays here. You got it. I'm going to start at halftime, Clark. Kingston led 34-14 last we left in the third quarter. Started right away with another Owen Corliss touchdown. This time he takes it 48 yards to pay dirt. Uh, the touchdown two-point conversion run was good by rail. 442 left in the third quarter. Deckerville responds. Their first offensive touchdown of the evening came at the end of the third quarter when Garza hits Osborne on a three-yard touchdown pass. The Garza keeper was to be short, and at the end of the third quarter, Kingston would lead Deckerville 42-20. to In the fourth quarter, Corliss scores again, this time a 42-yard touchdown run. The two-point conversion is good. Kingston extends its lead 50-20, to and as they're trying to run the clock out, Rail rumbles in on a 39-yard touchdown run. The two-point run would fail, and Kingston would defeat Deckerville in Deckerville for a final score of Kingston 56, Deckerville 20. Kingston ended up with 478 yards of offense on 40 plays, averaging 12 yards per play. Deckerville with 52 plays for 158 yards, a lot of that coming in the Late third, early fourth quarters for them as well. Owen Corliss, 21 carries, 248 yards, three touchdowns, rushing the ball 68% of the time. Also had one fumble. James Real, eight carries, 78 yards, and three scores. Turner Marquardt, two carries for seven yards. Through the air, Owen Corliss, five of nine for 145 yards, completing 56% of his passes, two touchdowns there. Turner Marquardt bringing in all five receptions and two scores for 145 yards. Deckerville led by Dylan Ball, 27 carries, 60 yards, averaging 2.2 per carry. Carries the ball 60% of the time. Parker Merriman, six carries, 34 yards. Chris Kozel, two carries, eight yards. Corbin Charbowski, two carries, four yards. And Hunter Garza, quarterback, eight carries for a loss of 10. Through the air, six of seven, passing for the sophomore play caller for Deckerville, 62 yards there and one score. Receiving the ball, Connor Palmer, two receptions, for 20 yards, Chris Kozel, one reception for five yards, and Derek Osborne, two receptions, three yards, but the score. Dave Hansen, your thoughts? Well, let's start with uh, Deckerville. <clears throat> Young guys are growing, are going to get better. I thought Hunter Garza played a really nice quarterback tonight. He wasn't asked to run the ball a lot. You can't look at his rushing yardage. He's not asked to run the ball in this offense. So those are some sacks, some keepers that they just tried to mix in there. But 6-7 passing, 62 yards and a touchdown, you'll take that all day. That is exactly what you need out of him. The running game and the offensive line's got to be a little bit better. For Kingston, this is not a perfect football team. 
Owen Corliss is special. He is talented. He is unique. He is fun to watch. The guy is exciting. But he can be careless. He can be reckless. In the red zone, he fought for yardage that he was not going to get, and Deckerville made him pay. They took the ball right from his arms, and it cost Kingston not only a chance to increase the lead, but Deckerville turned it into instant points. Kingston Cardinals, six penalties on the night. Those are things that will cost you in the playoffs. This Kingston team is playoff bound. They are not a team that's used to being the team. And if you're going to be the team, those mistakes got to be cleaned up. Six penalties, unacceptable. The turnovers got to stop. They, there was a pass that could have been picked off. Uh, Deckerville couldn't quite haul it in. This team's far from perfect. Give up a special teams touchdown. But they have big playmakers that can make plays all over the place. And Deckerville just didn't have an answer. Couldn't sustain those long, slow, methodical drives to slow down the momentum of uh, Owen Corliss and the Kingston Cardinals. I'm, I'm quite certain I know this answer, Dave, but who's our Thompson Chevrolet player of the game? You know, it was a tough choice. We had to think about it, but uh, we're, we decided to go with Owen Corliss. Huh. 21 carries, 248 yards on the ground with three rushing touchdowns, and oh, by the way, five of nine passing another 145 yards and two more touchdowns through the air. Uh, just under 400 yards of offense by this young man. Uh, he was absolutely lived up to the hype that we had heard about. He was a pleasure watching, and if we get a chance to see him again later this season, I will not buck that trend. I mean, he is enjoyable to watch. Most certainly. Final thoughts here from Deckerville, Michigan. I always appreciate coming to Deckerville. I know speaking of behalf of Doug and yourself, like we, we love coming here for a game. The atmosphere is just true. Uh, hardcore football through and through. It doesn't matter the score, but Deckerville is always a great host. The field is great, and uh, we're always treated really well here. So we appreciate everything Deckerville does for us, but congratulations to Kington. What, what, what an outstanding performance to come into this house, uh, a house you have not won in in my or your lifetime. Ever. Uh, they ended that. Um, yeah, they won here ever, but ever. haven't beat Deckerville since 1987, uh, a couple of years before we were on planet Earth. So uh, good for them to end that slump and an impressive fashion and i wish them good luck as they uh make their way to the end of the season tonight's the presentation of the w lw sports network is brought to you by thumb cellar and anchor valley services dia services of cassidy kind radiator and air conditioning of maddox rainy's honey center 26 269 guns north star bank guiding the way here in auto parts countryside transportation thumb printing professionals brown's marketplace all season sales and service stone agency ensure health better health better life are you sure? So on behalf of our entire broadcast team tonight, our spotter filling in for Dan Banky, our intern, that'd be Kendall Anthos. Our director of sports information, Doug Cole, in his 11th year with us, doing a fantastic job per usual. In-game analysis, Dave Hanson. My name is Clark Ramsey, producer and host of this broadcast. We hope you enjoyed tonight's game. It was a thriller and an exciting one from start to finish. Kingston stops and snaps a 35-year losing streak to Deckerville, taking them out 56-20. to We'll return on air one week from tonight in Laker country as we shift our attention to the greater than West as the Bad Axe Hatchets travel to the Elkton Pigeon Bayport Lakers. You're listening to WLW Sports Network, your home for high school football. Good night, folks. We'll see you next week. This has been a presentation of the WLEW Sports Network, powered by Agri-Valley Services on Sports Radio 102.1 FM and live and worldwide at WLEWsports.com. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. Just search for WLEW Sports.
Your home for high school football is the WLEW Sports Network.